0: <laughs> and, you, and you see And you see They saw Snyder cut in the title And instantly hit Dislike <laughs> Because you see Even though we were nice About them it turns out They are all pussies Oh Dear. Uh,
1: well, there's some tangential Snyder Cut stuff this week as well, so...
0: Oh, Uh-oh. great. Can't wait for the downvotes. Come with Dr. Downvote. Uh-huh. Oh, brilliant. Oh, my God. Did you, I, it was amazing. Last week's episode went out on YouTube and within five minutes, a thumbs down. No one could have even got to our Snyder Cut chat by that no, point.
1: No, no, but, no, no, But they
0: saw us SJW cooks talking about the Snyder Cut and they instantly thought that we were going to slag it off.
1: Well, I think I think I, we got fucked by the algorithm a bit this week as well because the Terminator, Big Damn Love, went out and it yeah, had a big old spike in views, but it's got like more dislikes. <laughs> it's just got a couple of dislikes. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Uh, I'll That's tell weird.
0: you. I'll tell you for why. It's because we didn't have a problem with three female leads in Dark Fate. That's why. No,
1: this is the, this is the Terminator. This the Terminator.
0: Yeah, but they'll see that this channel have done it oh, after right, having okay. done some pro Dark Fate stuff. It's mental. It's mental. We we. It seems Matt that we are a magnet for grumpy fuckers. Everyone's a, a magnet
1: for grumpy fuckers. But do you know who
0: else listens?
1: Who else listens?
0: Lovely people.
1: Lovely, lovely people. La <laughs> Laura, Laura,
0: Laura lovely people who are listening right now to the Big Damn Cast. My name is
1: Christopher. Suck on that, DCEU Johnson. <laughs> My name is Matthew, I literally cannot fit that into my mouth, Watson. (laughs) And we are not Disney shills, but seriously, if Disney would like to send us money, great! Please do. you bought Um, everyone
0: else out. (laughs) Oh, speaking of DC! um, I know you don't follow this series per se, but I wonder if it had popped up when you recommended. The um, uh, Epic Rap Battles of History... Um they this week did uh they they bowed down to a very often requested one for years. Oh no. And and did uh, the Joker versus Pennywise. Oh. Um, it, no it was re- it's really well written. You always uh, as- say that about no, no, every no, no. battles of as, history. As they and tend I to be. I always hate them. I know but as they tend to be cuz unlike a lot of other co- see the thing is I've bathed in the YouTube comedy music pool for years and I'll tell you what Matt, that is one of the only few like, Ray Doxian, warm, genuinely pleasant currents to come out of you churn out. Jesus. Or it was just a parody for parody's sake with no ideas. Like, epic rap battles always stood out just because they would actually do their research and and craft, a uh, uh, you know, something that, that comes from not just, oh, what do we know about Taxi Driver? He's Robert De Niro and he talks himself in a mirror. Right, that's the rap. It's like, do you know what I mean? They would go real in-depth. This one,
1: I think the problem is I don't like rap fair enough. or battles ah, or
0: history. Oh, that's
1: true. Or being or, epic. Or gratuitous use of the word epic. Ah, well, there you go. But, uh, that's why I don't play Fortnite. What's quite
0: nice about this, two things that
1: are really nice about
0: this one is, oh, don't, the other night I was watching uh, my friend Ian on Twitch and he was streaming Apex Legends, which I deleted ages ago because I was so bored of it. And uh, within 20, 20 minutes, he was like, I'm not feeling this, guys. I'm going to switch to Fortnite. And as soon as he switched to Fortnite, the gameplay became ten times more interesting. And they're basically the same Ugh. game, but one of them just involves randomly putting fences and ramps up while you're fighting. And the other one is... I can A-Face see Legends. how that would...
1: Slightly yeah, improve like things. It's... But, yeah, but uh, yeah, fences and and, and bridges always. Huh?
0: But it's nice, it, because the majority of the Joker's disses are really snidely worded digs at Stephen King's coke abuse. <laughs> do you know what i mean like it's, it's a lot of there's no outright like
1: disses in this it's all about wordplay um to be fair there are entire stephen king's books that are snidely worded yeah. digs. yeah <laughs> stephen, stephen stephen king
0: king rap actually was pretty good because it was stephen king versus edgar Allan poe um Ooh. yeah but um uh, th- uh this was nice because uh that was the majority of the joker's disses <laughs> there's one bit where he sort of starts to refer to the movies like not living anywhere up to the nightmares you crafted your head and and sort of they the push boundaries it pushes the, the you know the book push boundaries a little too far and at one point he refers to it as like a little more pg and a little less 13 and it's like mm. yeah that's mm, okay that's a pretty good this for the book good work but um but the other thing that's quite nice about it is the fact that the joker they didn't do the lazy internet algorithm thing They didn't make him look like Quacky, nor was he based on that Joker. They just were like, what would the comic book Joker do in this situation? Yeah. And the makeup job and the hair and the costume is nice, especially because they hit a challenge. They couldn't find any purple suits that would do okay on the blue screen, but obviously they couldn't have him on a green screen because of the hair. And um, one of the techniques that they learned from another YouTuber was red screen. Using red screen as a basis, because all they'd have to do is make sure that his lips were red, and then they'd just have to colour correct them to make sure they worked in every shot. But in the end they couldn't quite get that working. So, like weeks of trying to film the Joker stuff, they eventually found a purple suit that reflected like a purple speckle rather than like blending into the blue of the blue screen. Hmm. Um so they put a lot of work into it. And the Pennywise makeup's incredible.
1: Is it um, uh, Bill's Skarsgård paper? It's well, the Skarsgård
0: yeah. one, yeah. They use yeah. the Skarsgård one, but they, they slip quite a lot of uh, references to both the book and the Tim Curry one in there as well, which Fair. is uh, appreciated. But, uh, but yeah, So Epic Rap B- Battles of History. Another series that, like our channel and thousands of others, is probably going to end up dying in January,
1: because Copa. Um uh... Oh god! Dan Olson has a really good video about that. That's worth I'll have to catch up. Out.
0: You know, I did the other day. Yeah. Uh, I was I was in our YouTube and I, I I did the manual select of every every video and I set them as age restricted
1: because I yes. was like,
0: I'm not taking the risk with this channel. My channel. I couldn't give any fucks at this point, to be brutally honest. Like, to be brutally I, honest? I have, I have less incentive every year to make stuff for my YouTube channel every time YouTube release an update of what their plans are. I yeah. just have less incentive. Whereas with us, I like the fact that we house our extra content here currently. For those listening who watch our YouTube stuff and those on our Patreon who are listening, don't worry, if something does happen and we have to shift from YouTube, you won't lose any video content. It will all reappear for you. But, uh, yeah, we've got fuck all that stuff YouTube, archive, so. Fuck YouTube right up its big old dingle hole. Oh! You little swines with oh, your little neck. Not its dingle hole. Well, we've got a week of news this week. It's been a bit of a quiet yeah. one since last um, week. So, well, what are the topics be, we're going to touch on?
1: Well, um, a couple of little things. We have got a new trailer for Pixar's Onward! <laughs> Uh, we've got another music biopic in development from the producers behind uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which we'll get to. We've got a director revisiting his uh, sophomore film effort, which didn't go down very well, which is uh, worth, a, uh, <laughs> worth a look. Uh, we've got a trailer for Series 12 at this weird British sci-fi show called Doctor Who. And also... <laughs> We've got the first episode over here, they're slightly ahead in the States, of um, Rick and Morty Season 4. It's begun. Um, So, without further ado, let's go onward! Crazy, crazy,
0: crazy, till we see the sun! Uh, No, whatever the rest of that One Direction song was.
1: Um, So, (laughs) onward. What do you know about onward, Christopher?
0: Uh, I'll tell you what I know about Onward. People need What's to stop that? employing Chris Pratt in voice roles playing essentially the same character.
1: Well, that, there's that. There's the, there is that. There is that. Yeah. Um, this feels like a role Jack Black would have played 10 years ago.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, it feels like a role that, like, I wouldn't hate Jack Black playing now because it'd sort of be like a callback to that era. Yeah, of,
1: there is film. that, I suppose. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, plus, I prefer Jack Black. But yeah, yeah, just generally. <laughs> In general, um, just in life, just, just, just
1: in generally. everything. Uh, what, what would you like? Would um, you like some cornflakes or flakes? Oh, Jack Black, please. Have you had a chance to see this new Onward trailer?
0: I've not, so I want you to describe well, it to me as if I were a child who's never seen a trailer. I can't do
1: that. Okay. I don't know any children who've never seen trailers. Okay. Not ones that can understand words, I'm saying anyway. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you remember when we were talking about D23 and they had the footage the footage shown there? It seems like it's basically a trailerized version of that. Yeah! So it is the revelation that magic used to exist and the two main characters' father had a magic wand and the Tom Holland character is is kind of magic and they try and cast a spell to bring their dead father back so they can speak to him, but they only bring him back from the feet to the waist. <laughs> I still like have no idea. And then it sets up the sort of, um, them going on a road trip with half of their father to get the magic McGuffin to complete the spell so they can see their dead father. It's going to be a tearjerker. Basically it's the bright sequel. We actually want. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or cop, bright without humans um or max landers oh yay (laughs) he's he's gonna come up again um oh god (laughs) uh only in passing um but uh, yeah it looks it looks like a charming and wonderful pixar movie there is a great gag in the trailer of them being chased by a pixie biker gang (laughs) yeah. <laughs> who are all too way too small to ride bikes, so it's teams of pixies riding motorcycles. Um, uh, there's some, there's some lovely nice sight gags guy. in it. it. It looks charming. Um and they're obviously going for an emotional punch. They've got um they put on top of their half dad. They've got, like, stuffed clothes to make him look like a full person. <laughs> and they're leading him round with a dog lead, so it looks like there's going to be some sort of Weekend at Bernie's-esque business going on there. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it's it looks like a charming Pixar movie. I don't know what you want me to say. What do you want me to say, Chris? Uh, that it's uh, one of two Pixar movies out next year, if you also
0: count the movie Soul, which looks pretty damn good as well. Yeah. Based on the teaser.
1: I would like to see that more I'm more excited for Soul than I am for Onward. Same. Yeah. But um yeah. Like, on, onward is a,
0: a specific spin on a genre we've kind of seen before. Yeah. I it, it's I mean it's the it's
1: the Flintstones but magical creatures basically. Also the the visuals for Soul just look more interesting.
0: Oh yeah. Oh god, the, the, the caricatures proportions of everybody and how that yeah. translates to the to the Soul version of the main character and everything is is yeah. No, I agree. I agree, Oops. by Jingo, and so does my wife. I presume she's not in the room.
1: But um, so also, uh, I refuse the, to believe. Also, also from the <laughs> coming soon uh, melange, Oh, this is more in the distance. Pictures so, now in theaters. <laughs> no, this is this is a this is a far off. This is a uh, in development uh, bit of news. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody producer Graham King, a very successful is, man. Is taking on another music biopic? I bet this isn't going to be remotely controversial. Here we go, Michael Jackson. Oh, fuck off! How on earth? How? How? How do you take on Michael Jackson in twenty nineteen as a biopic? How do you do it? Well, that's and the how thing, do you do that's it. That's with the thing a, as
0: well. Like, because they're obviously how, it, the safest way is to tell the story of the Jackson Five. That's the safest way to do it. So, a kid-led music biopic. That is the safest way to do it. There's some dark shit in there, but, like, ultimately, it's about a family getting to do something really fucking unique through weird hardships. You could totally tell that story. But yeah. you don't call it a Michael Jackson film and you don't make it about the Jackson 5. You can You can't... use them as a basis. You use them as an inspiration and you tell a fictional story. This is not a man... <laughs> who everyone loves anymore. This I mean, is not
1: the, the 90s. The Michael Jackson estate is currently working on an MJ musical, uh, focusing one? on his accomplishments in the 20s and 30s.
0: What, in his um, 20s
1: and 30s? Yeah.
0: Oh, I thought meant in the 20s and 30s. No, yeah. no, no. I thought no, it was going no. to
1: be like they take the smooth criminal music video and just made it a whole play. Um, and they've already cast that. Ephraim Sykes is playing... Um, Michael Jackson in it, and it's opening in summer on twenty twenty on Broadway. But there's no word of release date for this um, for this particular uh, biopic. The script is being written by John Logan, who you will know from Gladiator, Hugo, Skyfall, yeah, but Spectre. Um, <laughs> he's also an Academy Award nominee for writing The Aviator. Right. Uh, so that he's got biopic um, experience, shall we say? Based but I just on, don't see how. No, I agree.
0: <laughs> I, I based on don't based see on how, how
1: you how quick the
0: production was for Bohemian Rhapsody once it was fast tracked, like once the version that we got went into production. Yeah, we'll see this by the end of twenty twenty one.
1: But I just don't know, especially if I don't. I I don't know how much of the sort of soft touch that um, oh, steady on. that Bohemian hey, the Bohemian Rhapsody had was Graham King's doing. Mm. Um, well, it's not just but- that.
0: Bohemian Rhapsody was not about a controversial figure. Bohemian Rhapsody was about sort of a, a marginalised figure who, who had to basically fight his case against society in a world that was not as accepting as... Today, by
1: today's comparison, yeah. Freddie, Freddie Mercury is only really a controversial figure if you're homophobic. Yeah. Whereas Michael like, Jackson is a controversial figure if you have a soul. Um, yeah. Like it's, I just can't imagine. Oh god! It's I tough. can't imagine a film coming out of unless they know something uh, just, that is going to come out in the
0: next year that completely exonerates him. That is proof that everything that's ever been said about him is bullshit like solid proof unless they come up with that this is the worst it's, decision ever made it's the no smoke without fire thing
1: though isn't it true like, but, but that's what wh- I'm saying how it's, it's are like, there so many how are there so many accusations mm. like there, there has to be something there has are, to be something for the, and, and there's nothing going on like and again, what are these people yeah what they what they what, what they
0: what are they getting out of coming forward uh, well, originally when it first began, it was assumed that it was a case of fame and notoriety. And then the fact that it was, you know, settled and dealt with, it was like, it turns out that was the case. But then more stories came about and more stories yeah. came about. And then more stories came about posthumously, which of course is, is can be suspect, but it's more the corroboration. Here's the thing. We've, we've talked about finding Neverland on this show. Um, no, so, what was it Leaving Neverland? Yeah, leaving Neverland. Um, uh, if I Finding Neverland, Neverland is... is
1: the J.M. Barry biopic. Yes,
0: and, is... and stage play with music by Gary Barlow. Let's take it back to 1994. Here we go. um So uh it's one of those where it's like, right? We we we, we talked about it at the time, and it was that thing of right. Either he was completely in the wrong, or he was unknowingly in the wrong. Like it was that far removed from you know from the social parameters and sexual parameters. And people enabled him. So yeah. horrible shit went down. Whether he did it with an intent to do harm or whether people let him do it without telling him it was wrong. Either way, horrible shit happened. We know horrible shit ha- Well, we we are assured that horrible shit happened. And yet, it, it, it's weird that the world hasn't just collectively gone, right, maybe it's time to just put that to bed now. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And be like, let's put him to one side, because I cannot deny I find myself still listening to his music. I don't blast it out of my fucking phone on a bus, for example, but I'll listen to the work of MJ. I I have I have enough of an attachment to that work, having grown up with it. That I can separate the art from the artist to still enjoy yeah. the musical pieces, so I can see a musical using the music of Michael Jackson still working. It's going to leave a bad taste in some people's mouths. Obviously, yeah, I,
1: I feel a little weird going back to Michael Jackson stuff now. That's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, I mean, the music yeah. is undeniably incredible. Yeah, but yeah. I, when I, you when you consider the person he was, it...
0: oh yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not going back to watch Moonraker anytime soon. No, no, I'm not going back to watch watch like Moonraker, Moonwalker. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to watch Moonraker either. (laughs) Moonraker's. Would you like? Would you like to have sex with a pudgy middle-aged man inside I, a
1: space pod? I, I think he's attempting re-entry. Oh Jesus uh, Christ! Yeah, they actually do that gag. Oh, they God. do that gag in Moonraker, and it's awful. Oh God! Uh,
0: but like, I'm not going back to watch Moonwalker anytime soon. I'm not watching his music videos pretty much ever again. No, um, it's just, by it choice.
1: Just feels.
0: Yeah, but I, I have. I have enough of. a... Mm enough of an attachment to that music having grown up with it that i i, I have managed to mentally separate art from artist in that instance uh, um do you know what i mean but i know that is yeah. not the same for everyone yeah. like yourself it's not easy to do it's not comfortable to do i feel I, comfortable yeah. in the fact that i've already purchased the work like i'm not giving any more money to the estate of quite yeah. possibly an aggressive sexual uh, child predator like i'm you know that, that that's it. That's that's as much as a comfort that I need internally when it comes to me listening to the music on my headphones or in the safety and comfort of my own home. But you know, it's 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 weird that even two. It's weird that even one. Never mind two major business ventures are about to be made. Yeah. With him as a topic. Yeah. In a narrative that will undoubtedly frame him as a heroic, relatable figure.
1: But here's also something that's going to bake your noodle. Oh. How are they going to portray? How are they going to have a singular actor portraying Michael Jackson, a man who looked so vastly different?
0: Mm. Well, Thriller Live did it, sort of. Eh? Thriller Live, the concert um, tour, the one that's in the West End sometimes and everything, they get through it by obviously having several different people portray him over the course of the concert. Do you think um, that could work in this, though? I think I think the only... And this even this is not the correct way to describe it because making this is not inherently one of these. But I think the only smart decision that they could make in relation to this is to tell a story of young Michael.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can go past, like, too far into his solo career.
0: Mm. Like, if you were telling me that this was being put together by... The people who'd made like, um, I mean, there's obviously structures to these things. There's a stereotype of the music biopic structure. But if you told me like the guys who made Walk the Line, for example, were doing it, I'd have a little more faith in the notion because I'd be like, right, they're going to take care. They are here to tell a story of a time in this individual's life. But the fact that it's the people who made Bohemian Rhapsody, which I've gone on record as saying on here, I fucking hated
1: yeah, um, I I also did not care for Bohemian Rhapsody.
0: Like I love Queen, and it's my love of Queen that stopped me from enjoying it because yeah.
1: it, it was just so
0: there's so much slimy shit going on in terms of the creation of it. That's not even touching on Brian Singer's involvement. Um, like Brian Singer touches on Little Boys, uh, that's more my uh, and yeah, I said it. Um, that's more to do with the fact that it's dark as fuck. That wasn't it. But grimly true. It's all that's, right, I'm gonna let it go. No, that's cool. I'm just gonna remind everybody: Brian Singer touches young men. So, um, um like, even prior to that, there's the whole thing of the production of the previous version of this film, and Brian May and Roger Taylor's weird fucking um, notes for it that ultimately prove yeah. that they don't realize. And I love Queen. Queen is not Queen without those four individuals. That's Queen. Yeah. It has to be John Deacon. It has to be Brian May. It has to be Roger Taylor, and it had to be Freddie Mercury. But that the story of just them is not a film. You, there are several points in Freddie Mercury's life that would make for a film, and yeah. the fact that yeah. the fact that they couldn't see that. And the original, because again, short, too long, didn't read. The original version of this movie was, it was the story of the last couple of years of Freddie Mercury's life was what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen was going to play him. He was heavily involved in the development for the longest time. Like we're talking about 10 years ago, the news was first breaking that. they. Were, oh yeah. They were I, I, I remember it. this rumor going
1: far, as far back as far back goes.
0: Yeah. I was, I was doing, I was doing a co-presenting on a radio show. Like, and that was 10 years ago. And that was when we were first talking about this. Yeah, she so was like, there's like, going to be a Queen movie and Sacha Baron Cohen's going to be Freddie Mercury. And, and It was like not stuff. long post-Bruno, I think. Yeah, it was, it was just post-Bruno. We were all making the jokes about, you know, like, oh, I guess he just puts on the Borat moustache and he's Freddie Mercury. All this oh. and the other. And, you know, um, you know, it's a kind of magic. Um, all that <laughs> sort of shit. So, <laughs> it's a fresh joke for 2009. So um, it's, you know, we were this is something that was going on forever and then sasha brown cohen was on howard stern about three years ago when they confirmed that bohemian rhapsody was being fast-tracked and it was called bohemian rhapsody and he talked about the fact that they wanted to tell that story and then someone he wouldn't name who it was got involved and said that they like oh it's an amazing story we're telling you know that freddie passes away in the second act and he's like what do you mean Or, you know, the third act goes on to talk about how Queen, like, continued on in his honour and went from strength to strength. And it's like, what? What? It's like, no. Queen, Queen, as far as most Queen fans are concerned, Queen hung up the name uh, with the Freddie Mercury tribute concert in the early 90s. Yeah. When, like, George Michael, Nelton John and loads of others got together, David Bowie got together and put on a concert with the three remaining members of Queen to raise money and, and you know, like send Freddie off proper. Like that was the last, that was the last performance of Queen. And then it was beautifully capped off the year later with the Made in Heaven album release. The posthumous album release of tracks they were working on together. Like beautifully done. Absolutely beautifully done. After that, John Deacon, like he called it a day. He was like, yep, no, I'm done. Um, this yeah. is it now. and. yeah. You know, like, great, perfect, beautiful. And and it's great that Brian and, and Roger carry on and, and do team ups. Like, they obviously did the infamous team up with Five in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. And, and then obviously they went on to it with Paul Rogers from Free and and do live tours and and, and Adam Lambert. And, and that's great. Like, that's great. Honestly, it's great. And I love the fact they call those gigs Queen and such a you. Yeah, brother. yeah. Because it's like, yes, that's, this is a super group, essentially. You've seen a super group. Yeah, um, I still to this day believe that they should do at least one tour with Robbie Williams because I think Robbie would be an interesting frontman to join that group for a tour. There was talk about that for a while. Wasn't there, there was, and it was like, come on, come on, come on. It never. come on, come on, come on, come on, hey. um, come on, come on, come on, come on. It never happened. But it, it, Birmingham Rhapsody like went through a shitload of stuff, and some of that still survives in the film we saw because the film we saw is a fast track like fifteen year story crammed into an hour
1: forty minutes. Um, yeah, and then they, they, they fuck around, around with real history. life events in some oh, really so gross much. ways as well. So, so like, much you, you expect that in in a fictionalization of real life events, but they do it in they do it in some ways that kind of leave a bit of a bad taste in your mouth because they do it because of the way that oh. they do it to heighten the yeah. Then the,
0: the, bollock, bollocking mm-hmm. him for going off to have a solo album when at this point. Brian and Roger had had solo albums. Yeah. Like, the fuck? They turn it into a thing of like, you know, we don't want to break up the band. And like them not staying at the parties. They want to go home because they're family men. And it's like, the fuck is this? Like, what is going on? The film turns Freddie Mercury into a villain for the majority of the second act. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's so weird. strange. Um, And yet, Rami Malek's performance is like very interesting and really bold and sometimes hits really strongly. Yeah, But, it, but it's just... It's not a very good film. And some people go, oh, just turn your brain off and enjoy the music of Queen. I'm like, I can do that by just listening to Queen. Yeah, <laughs> why watch a movie? Well, the Live Aid bit at the end's amazing. Yeah, do you know what else is amazing? Stick the Live Aid DVD on. Just that, it yeah. exists. Why do the whole thing? If you buy that it, really, the that money the goes to all charities. Really
1: buy, <laughs> buy Live Aid, you cheap bastards. It's one of the things that really annoyed me about that film. was like, oh yeah, we're just gonna do the whole Live Aid concert. Why? Mm. A
0: better Queen movie is that one sketch in Kenny Everett where Freddie Mercury just leaps on Kenny Everett and knocks him out of his flow mid monologue. That's a better yeah. Freddie Mercury <laughs> film.
1: Um, but you know, I watched um, I watched Rocket Man again not long ago, yeah. um, which is again the same
0: made... same team is is behind some of the same team is behind it. Well, Dexter Fletcher, I think
1: it's a different production team because it's Michael oh, yeah, Vaughn's de- production company. Ah, uh, um, oh, of, course it, of course it is. Came of in course to finish, it is. Dexter Fletcher came in to finish um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And I was just watching uh, Rocket Man and thinking, fucking imagine how much of a better film Bohemian Rhapsody was if they'd just given it to Dexter Fletcher to begin with.
2: Because mm. yeah. oh, Rocket yeah. Man
1: is just an absolute high bar for music biopics. It's fucking stellar. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody is a shit show and I can't imagine, again, I don't know how much of the the mess that it ended up being uh, Graham King was responsible for, but I, I just don't see how anyone involved with that, with the something as sort of flat and milk toast as Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. has any chance of sort of caught sort of navigating the 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 minefield the the minefield that is michael jackson i just don't i don't see how that's going to work out in anyone's best interest but
0: this film is is uh 20 years too late like late yeah yeah late late 90s post original trials mj the world was kind of in a feeling of oh thank god he's not he's not a monster thank god like tell the story then it would have existed. And now yeah. it would then retroactively exist as a weird time capsule of the world at that time. Yeah. 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 I you think so. can't tell the story now. No, no, it'd be, no. it be like, it'd be like, it'd be like someone doing a story about Jim will fix it. And, yeah. And, and, and like, not
1: talking about Savile. Fucking doing a Savile or doing like, <laughs> I mean it's a slightly different case, but mm. imagine someone doing a fucking lost profits movie. Oh Jesus. Yeah, exactly. you we know I mean? Exactly. It's like you why touch this? Why I mean, I, touch this? There is a difference between like the alleg- some of these are allegations. Yeah, again, so, so much of stress but, for the fucking legality yeah. of it all, like we there's don't know like, for certain. When you're comparing Michael Jackson to Ian Watkins, like Ian Watkins is a convicted pedophile and child yeah. rapist, and yeah. Michael Jackson's alleged to be a child rapist. Mm. Um, so you know there's a difference in that sense. But and before anyone brings it up in the comments and stuff,
0: yes, there are the <sighs> weird, suspicious circumstances oh, in relation to the gentleman who put out put together the finding, the uh, Leaving Neverland documentary that do suggest that there is some oh. odd stuff going on from their POV. But again, it's not proven just like the accusations aren't proven solidly. all But
1: there are also accusations and allegations independent of leaving Neverland. So. Yeah, oh,
0: absolutely. But, I mean, and I, have been for I, years. I, I, know, I know if
1: we didn't at least mention that, people would be like, well, technically, oh, there, yeah, the, yeah. there's the
0: stuff yeah. about his company going down and all that. And it's like, yeah, no, sure, I read all that too. And I too was like, this is weird. But, you know, no smoke without fire. Uh, and as the bush carries on... Um, what about smoke machines?
1: <laughs> dry ice. Um sorry. <laughs> Is it just dry ice? That's what you should, that's what they should call the film. Um <laughs> dry ice. The Michael Jackson story. Sanitized. Um Oh God. <laughs> I just can't I I just can't get my head around why you would why anyone would do that. Uh, the why mu- would you the do musicals it? the
0: musical's a tough one in general, because you know, ew. But if it was just a musical, it was a separate musical using the music of Michael Jackson, there's at least there an element of reclaiming that music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that's yeah, kind yeah. of a, okay, you're trying to find a way to make that music belong to this now.
1: But how do you, I just don't, why would you, who, <laughs> who wakes up in the morning and goes, "What? Well, you know what? My life isn't difficult enough. I'm going to make a Michael Jackson biopic in 2019. Like, what the f- what <laughs> are you doing? What are you thinking? Some Sony executive who's like, we
0: have a shitload of uh, property Jeez. here that we could make money from. Let's tell this story. It's just like, uh, oh maybe don't, guys. Maybe don't tell that story. Um,
1: well, on the subject of Troubled Productions. Yes. Um, so, Christopher, are you aware of Letterboxd? I am aware of Letterboxd, um, good sir. For those who are not, it is a, a sort of mini blogging site where you can post. Um like movie reviews. Um, Ooh-wee, reviews of
0: movies.
1: Yeah. But it's it's in more of a like a, a written blog style than you sort of put a number on it thing that you get on stuff like Rotten Tomatoes. It's uh it's more given over to to thoughtful film critique. Um Well <laughs> A couple of days ago, I of the recording of this and uh I, I retweeted this, so if you follow me on Twitter at the Matty Watt, you will have seen this. Um, <laughs> I retweeted Josh Trank because he'd taken to Letterboxd to review his 2015 uh, reboot of Fantastic Four, which Ooh. <laughs> I thought was a bold move. And it's actually a it's a, well, it a brief review, but it's actually a really interesting read. Um and it uh, it does not read like it was written by the
0: bloke who was going off his freaking meds um, and, and uh, attacking people yeah. and, and having massive fights and all that stuff. Like from yeah. the making of the movie, like the sort of person who let dogs tear up his hotel suite yeah. uh, and, and all this. He was definitely going through shit when he was making that movie. But this reads like somebody who's sort of over it. I just yeah. wanted to kind of say something about it. Um,
1: it's fairly brief, so I'm just going to rattle through it. Um, so this is Josh Trank's this is Josh review Trank's... of Josh Trank's Fant4Stick. Jo- Josh Trank's two-star review. Of, uh, <laughs> Which of I thought 20... was very generous. 20... Yeah, it is very generous. Um, but then uh, he says some generous things about it. Uh, this is his review of Fantastic Four 2015. So this is it. Fant four stick. Huh. Okay, first of all, I thought it would be great if I searched FF 2015 and the shit wasn't even on here. Low key, I kind of was hoping it wasn't, but it was. And I'm here. Anyway, where to begin? (laughs) This movie is all right. I was expecting it to be much worse than it was. I literally haven't seen it since like two weeks before it came out. And I was in a heavily fucking traumatized state of mind. Why? Nah, eh, I'll save that for another time. Anyway, movie review.
0: Great cast.
1: Everyone in the film is a great actor, and overall there's a movie in there somewhere. <laughs> and that cast deserves <laughs> to be in that movie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Everyone who worked in Fantastic clearly wanted to be making that movie. But, ultimately, it wasn't. Did I make that movie they deserved to be in? To be honest, I can't tell. What I can tell is there are two different movies in one movie competing to be that movie. Is there a hashtag release the Trank cut? Doesn't matter. I'm not Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder is a storied, iconic, legendary filmmaker who's been knocking it out of the fucking park since I was in high school. Me? Then? I was 29 years old, making my second film in a situation more complicated than anything a second time filmmaker should have walked into. That said... I don't regret any of it. It's a part of me. And I just hope Peyton Reed makes the next Fantastic Four and crushes it. And I get, and <laughs> that I get a cameo. Good nomination. Anyway, that's it. Fant four stick. P.S. My girlfriend said I should have reviewed more of the film and less about myself. My answer, shrug emoji. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's Josh Trank's... Um, Four years later, thoughts on his Fantastic Four movie, and I, 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 think he's remarkably generous to the film. Oh god, yeah. Um, I think oh he's remar- god. He is, yeah. Like, no, not everyone in that film is a great actor, <laughs> but I guess you kind of have to be diplomatic. Like, Kate Mara is dog shit in that film. Miles Teller is dog in that film.
0: Jamie Bell and uh, Michael B. Jordan are trying their damnedest. They're really
1: trying hard.
0: Toby Kebbell probably is... had a really good Doctor Doom in him, but we never yeah. got to see
1: it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was just like, I think he was he was doing something. Well, I don't know he, what it was. Back right when he was
0: Victor Domashev, I think he was having more fun.
1: Yeah. So God knows what that and that it just yeah it's mm. but I think it's an interest. What the interesting bit here is. Um, the, the idea of him being like shoved into this big studio picture on his second film, because that has become an increasingly common um, thing for uh, indie filmmakers to be sort of subsumed by the studio system a couple of movies into their career. Because he got picked up for Fantastic Four on the back of Chronicle, which he did with Max Landis. Um, Max Landis ended up getting much more of a career out of Chronicle than Josh Trank did. However, Max Landis is a piece of human garbage, so fuck (laughs) that guy.
2: Um,
1: Josh Trank might also be garbage, but it seems like he's probably just more of a troubled individual um, because he's kind of gone off the radar since he's uh, post fan Fan 4 stick meltdown, so I've mm-hmm. kept a low profile. Low profile. Yeah, but got dro- got himself. dropped from uh, a Boba Fett project, so yeah, like, he's been so through probably, a lot. He's <laughs> been trying to sort himself out, probably, and get his career back on track. Um, but yeah, I think it is there is that risk, and I think some studios are definitely better at it than others. Although you look at the the people who kind of do it most is the is the sort of Disney Marvel. Um, uh, sort of a conglomerate um, and they kind of have a 50-50 hit rate with the Star Wars directors because they took Colin Trevorrow out to do episode 9 and then dropped him because Jurassic World sucked and that was a, a case of Colin Trevorrow being picked up from an indie movie and then given Jurassic World and then Jurassic World being like eh and, then, <laughs> and that was his second film and it was like eh okay And then he gets picked up for Star Wars Episode 9 off the back of that because it, you know, made a lot of money, even if it's not brilliant. It's fine. Jurassic World's fine. Um, It's not a disaster by any means. Um, But then he does... uh, uh, What's that movie with the fucking... uh, What was it called? Hardcore Henry? The Secret... um, No. (laughs) No, not The Odd Life of Timothy Green. That was something else. It was the... That where the it's the movie where the the kid leaves like a, a, a note a diary after his death for his mum to like murder his neighbour and rescue the daughter. I
0: can't remember oh, the name it of it. I'll, I'll look it. I'll look it
1: up. I'll look it up. You vamp with your magical yeah, legs. Yeah, he did. Th- he did that, and then they were like, "Oh, we're not touching this guy. <laughs> this guy um, can go to heck." And they did it with. Um, they've done it with the Star Wars franchise a lot, like. Uh, Again, the book Josh of Henry. Trank. The book of Henry. That's, that's why it. I thought hardcore Henry in my um, head. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did, they did it with Josh Trank uh, for Boba Fett, and that ended up going nowhere. Um, sorry, Phil with, Lord and Chris sorry, Miller sorry, were seasoned sorry. directors. With, with who? Uh, Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Um, <laughs> nowhere. Apparently. Uh, Mandalorian Fett. Mandalorian Fett. Uh, where? The Marvel Studios have done it quite a few times to much much better results i think the difference between disney and fox is that disney seemed to take care of the indie directors a bit better yeah which sort of which sort of sort of matches with what some directors have said where they kind of turned it down because they get pitched it and they're like well, what about the action stuff? I've never really done that before. And Marvel are just like, "Oh, duh, we've got guys for that. Don't worry about that." Um, Instead which, of, you know, is, is, a, is a bit of a, together. yeah, it's a that's a bit of a double-edged sword because it it allows you know newer filmmakers to get their hands on a big budget and a really big project, but it also takes some degree of creative control away from them. Hmm. So it allows them to play in a sandbox and get a, a real big fucking box office hit under their belt. But also, so I can see the pros and cons of that particular relationship. But I think it's also interesting that there's now become that pattern of doing an indie movie, getting some praise off it, then being picked up for the fucking biggest film in the world. Um, because it can, i mean, it worked out well for um, the what you the Russo brothers. I mean, they were seasoned TV directors, yeah, and then they do fucking Winter Soldier. <laughs> And then go through Winter Soldier, uh, Winter Soldier, to Civil War, to Infinity War and Endgame—the biggest movies of all time. Yeah. Like, oh shit! Um, so I, I, I guess think, we're movie directors now. So yeah, there, there is a, there is an alarming sort of pattern for that. Yeah. Uh, but again, with the Marvel stuff, it's worked out pretty well. Yeah, none of watched- none of the
0: films have been terrible films. So, no, I think the, ultimately I think the-, <laughs> the recipe has worked with varying degrees of collaborate collaborative, um, yeah, a comfort. I mean, obviously, like Joss Whedon wasn't an indie filmmaker by the time he was working on Avengers, but like by the time he was doing Avengers two, it was very clear he was upset and unhappy with the way he his input was being used uh, and the way he was being kind of. Um, for lack of a better word, bullied a bit into doing things the studio's way. Yeah. Uh, and and the same, of course, with the whole Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish, Ant-Man yeah. thing, like Peyton Reed and, uh, and Paul Rudd did a really good job with the retooling of the script and obviously then with the finished film. But it's like, oh, However, after that, there doesn't seem to have been too much shit. Like, after no, that. No. Which seems to show a studio model learning its lesson which is, you know, to be more collaborative with the directors. Uh, however, apart from that instance of the whole, oh, we've got action people to do that. It's like, maybe word that differently? And yeah. be like, well, we have action people who are experienced and they will work with you to to help help find your eye for this and this, that, and Do you know what I mean? Do that. Just say that. Yeah. Don't be like, you know, oh, don't worry about
1: it. Like, these guys will handle think, it. I think they definitely do do a, a good job of... So, again, I, I see the pros and cons of bringing up... Like less experienced or less or less seasoned film directors. A lot of these hmm. people have got a lot of like um uh the two folks who did uh Captain Marvel, which I watched again for re- again recently. It's um yeah. Ryan Fleck and Anna uh, Wayne. What's her name? What's her name? What's her <laughs> Ryan name? Fleck Anna and Bowen. Anna Wayne. <laughs> Uh, Are they both the children of Thomas Wayne? Yes. (laughs) Um, uh, Anna. So they've done again. They've done a couple of films. Couple of like uh, most notably Half Nelson with Ryan Gosling, which is a a pretty cool indie flick about um, a teacher struggling with uh, drug problems. Yeah. Um, And then sort of kind of steering uh, one of his students in the right direction away from. Drugs. Making the same mistakes as he did, yeah. yeah. Um, but Excuse then they me. take on... Wow, Jesus. <laughs> they take on something like Captain Marvel and uh, it's a completely different thing to what they've ever worked on before. But they've got plenty of experience because uh, you know they've done a couple of movies and they've done a lot of TV stuff, but not genre stuff. So I think it's interesting to bring in that kind of director for more character-based uh storytelling and then sort of having the action stuff be a little more studio led. Yeah. And and that's where you get the, the, the criticism that oh everything feels the same. And I'm not you know, I'm not nah, I'm not ruling that out, but I'm also not necessarily sold on that as a Yeah. As each a, film each film has enough
0: of an individual tone and voice. Yeah. To, yeah, to make um, its
1: mark there's there's a couple that feel a bit
0: cut and pasty in places like i i really enjoyed far from home but it did kind of feel like copy paste homecoming a bit and uh but that's the yeah same, that's the same director but you know story-wise it should have felt a little more distinct maybe and same with uh captain marvel i felt captain marvel felt a little cutty pasty with say like um like the ant man films a little bit and and whatnot but they still are. They still have enough identifying factors between them yeah. that they are a distinct cinematic experience.
1: They just have echoes of each other. But where it comes, where the benefit you get from bringing in these less experienced genre directors, who are more experienced with TV and character pieces, is that the the character stuff really sings. Yes, yeah, which it absolutely. definitely does in like the ant Man films, and it definitely does in Captain Marvel, mm. like all the stuff with. Black Panther, um, especially.
0: Obviously, obviously Ryan, Coogler's, yeah. Ryan Coogler's from more cinematic background, but, like, it, it, but the, I think the, the voice but of But I think only his third film? Yeah, after Four Creed film? and...
1: So. Uh and Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station, yeah. Did he have another one as I well? I think it was just those three at that point. Um, I'll have to look it up, but, yeah, I, um, that's, again, again, Ryan Coogler's a great example hmm. of someone who's done, like, mostly character-driven stuff and then is... Given fucking Black Panther, hmm. um, but again, and, so, I think- and then
0: certainly brings that to it.
1: Like the stuff that I, sticks out from Black Panther for me, just thinking back to it, is just those little moments. So yeah, I feel if if Josh Schrank had had a bit, it seems like Fox kind of threw him to the wolves a bit. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, he did have some sort, some he brought some wolves of-, of his own. It seems at the yeah, same time, yeah. Yeah. he fucked up a hotel room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he did. He did have some sort of genre experience with Chronicle and, and and experience with special effects and such, but I feel like the kind Fox was also kind of, I think in in the in the, the I think it was Josh Trank who said it they were kind of just getting in their own way with yeah. with the way that they were trying to make it and um and get involved in the production of it and change things and chop things. So uh, I think had. Josh Trank been given a more sort of Marvel Studios-esque supportive relationship, we could have got a very different Fantastic Four film.
0: Do you know what Fantastic Um, Four film would have best suited him? Keep it relatively low budget, go off of the found footage element of Chronicle, and tell a story of nine-year-old Franklin Richards trying to vlog a week in the family life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the Fantastic Four through Um, the eyes
0: of a child with a found footage, like, structure. Yeah, that could definitely have worked. That would have been adorable um, and would have played very much to his strengths, but just recontextualised them into a, a family film. Yeah. Um, but, um, plus, we, so could in- a, we could have had a breakout uh, st- uh, star as well in, like, a nine-year-old lead, who's just amazing. So
1: Yeah, that could have worked nicely. But, uh, yeah, hey, there we go. That's Josh Trank looking back on Fant4Stick. Um,
0: maybe, maybe they'll consult him over the... Uh, inevitable um, John Krasinski Emily Blunt starring MCU mm, I
1: I we'll see we'll see um
0: <laughs> okay
1: okay you know what we'll see <laughs> early next year yeah in mere weeks
0: New Year's possibly New New Year's Day even
1: Doctor Who Season 12! Here it is,
0: boys and girls. Two Doctor Who fans reluctant. Do lifelong Doctor Who fans reluctantly talk about Doctor Who?
1: I'm not reluctant to talk about the Season 12 trailer, though, because I think it looks fucking great. You know what? I'm popped so for me? jazzed. Do you know what popped for me the moment it started rolling? What's that? Monsters.
0: Monsters! I loves me some monsters. Actual
1: monsters.
0: And I talked about how like I I enjoyed series eleven for the most part. On reflection, over a yeah. year later, it's definitely one of my least favorite series of the reboot. But it's it's not like the lows of
1: series nine, for example. No, but I, I was really I was really quite pleased with the way series eleven panned out. Yeah. Oh was... yeah. Yeah. You
0: you you definitely dug it more than me. But overall, we. We, you know, we were happy with it uh, and it, it had some absolute fucking knock-em-out-of-the-park episodes like Rosa um, it had some ones that were a bit tonally misfired toward the end, like Arachnids in the UK
1: but, yeah, it, but it, it, the, ju- you know. the journey
0: to that final ten minutes was really fun um, yeah, I mean, come on, Graham, in a hallway, trying to attract one of them, and then Ryan at the last second slamming a pan over the top of it like a mug. It's and just, then f- and then they fucking slide like the coat or whatever underneath or the tray underneath it, so they can pick it up. I just love how like, silly that it stuff was, was. So yeah. good, um, and also just the the visual effects of the spiders were grotesquely brilliant. Mm. Um, and then stuff like Deems of the Punjab, which. For me, on on watching it initially, I was a little annoyed by it because I was getting a bit sick of the idea that we were getting lots of um, fake-out villains. Yeah. Uh, And on reflection, I really liked that episode uh, a lot more. But at the time, I was like, oh, God, yet again, it's the whole, we're not really evil, we're just observing. So For God's sake. That was a problem Series 11 had for me as a big fan of of every kind of storytelling asset to that show. Mm. I felt as one series, it was too focused on the everyone is lovely and we've just been reading it wrong scenarios. Yeah. Like there was a lot, the the Pating was the antagonist of uh, the Tsang, was it? The Shiranga Conundrum. uh, Yeah, Shiranga Conundrum. Um, The Pating was the adversary of the episode, but it wasn't a bad guy. It was just doing what it did. And it's like, that's fine. But I felt like that was bar the opener and closer. That was like every story. And I really wanted to see a bad guy or two. And it looks like we're fucking getting that with this series. So when I saw the series 12 trailer, I lost my damn shit when I saw a big scorpion thing with a face. Yeah. Clashing, uh, crashing into a market stall. Yeah. Nice hero shot of some Jadoon. uh, Some
1: fucked up looking Cybermen that look like cobbled together and reconstructed. Well, do you think that's just that's just how old the, uh, the suits are now?
0: I don't know. That's just the actual
1: wear and tear on the suits.
0: (laughs) Well, there's a bit of controversy going on around this. Uh, 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 I don't know the full story. And if if it gets put into an article form at some point soon, I'll retweet
1: it on the Twitter account. When you say controversy, um, do you mean actual controversy or fan controversy?
0: Well, a a bit of both, but not in like a trying to make argument sort of sense. There was a visual uh, artist who worked on conceptual stuff for Doctor Who over the last few years who no longer works with them. But obviously after he left, he posted some of his stuff that was never used. Yeah. And one of which was a Cyberman design. This would have been around the time of Nightmare and Silver. Yeah. And the helmet had a very distinct design it was with these like razor-thin cheekbones and these Iron Man little grids in the in the cheekbones, you know, like the little bits underneath the, the cheekbone itself with like a little okay. separate grid and all this. And if you look at a side-by-side of that artwork and this Cyberman in that close-up on the trailer. It's the same head. Obviously a bit more dented and fucked up, but it's the same head. So it's not the Nightmare in Silver design. Oh, okay. And it's like, oh, that's... Oh, okay. Because it doesn't look like these are... It doesn't look like these are fucked up versions of the existing ones. It looks like these are cobbled together, like they've repaired parts of themselves and stuff like that. Um set reports from a while ago when people spotted some of them on location said that like they had some of them had tunics on and had like you know pouches and stuff that they were retrieving weapons from like they were in sort of medieval it seems to be a medieval period oh oh that could be interesting yes that'd be quite a cool one um but it's like oh did they like i mean i guess they own his design but like he does kind of have to at least be notified that that's happening.
1: Yeah, I guess. Do it, it,
0: it, you know what I mean? Just out of common decency. So it's this whole thing of... Especially if they then oh, go and
1: use that design for merchandising and such. Yes.
0: It's like, are they fucking him over? What's going on? And I really I hope mean, that's not yeah. the case. But I mean, stuff like that's happened. It's entirely possible the production are just like, oh, we own this artwork. And no one has sort of looked into like if it's on the current team or... Yeah, you no. Know, it's, it's, stuff, stuff does happen, especially with the BBC. <laughs> um, uh, but, um, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, mm. however, they look cool. Um, yes. There's that freaky thing phasing through the doors of the TARDIS and what yes. looks like, the way it's directed, it looks like it's, someone's being pursued and they're looking back as this thing's like phasing through the doors. It looks
1: pretty freaky. Um, also, um, shots Them of... Them lush greens, bruh. Sorry? them lush greens bro some, some lush greens some uh, besuited doctor yes. and companions some yeah the, the, guest the 13th stars. doctor's
0: alternate outfit kind of looks like a, a an 11th doctor outfit in gray
1: and and, and gold and also I, I i was on board the moment i heard the name's doctor v doctor yes just a look on her face it's just, it's, <laughs> It just it in this trailer sort of it it's um sort of really showcases what I liked about series 11 and, and Jodie's doctor. It's that boundless positive energy. Yeah. And, which is then reinforced by her companions, her mates, her fam. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and this sort of trailer sort of distills that and it's just, uh, yeah, it's gonna be really excited for more. Thanks.
0: I, I also like the fact that it appears we're, um, we're going to, uh, oh my God, what'd you call it? We're, we're going to uh, see Jodie's doctor do what, I, again, I would have liked to have seen more of last series, deal with something kind of serious, like something that yes. like, she can't be happy. Like there's a whole setup at the end of the trailer that something is pursuing the doctor.
1: And it's like, oh, what could that be? Like, Yeah, I think- I, I'm I, all up
0: for an arc. I'm all up for an arc. Yeah,
1: I think that's what a, a few people sort of missed from last season is that they've gotten used to the overarching plot. Ever mm. season and uh, yeah, I, I I could go for that. I could go for that. Chimney certainly long form storytelling. So, so let's see what bloody well happens, Sonny yes. Jim bloody boys. Yes, please. Um, um. So, so yeah, yeah, happy, happy for that. Um, Christopher, Matt, have you had a chance to catch the start of series four of Rick and Morty?
0: Ooh i have (laughs) yes i did you've seen the first i watched uh i watched um oh god what was it called live die rick pete um Uh, edge edge edge. of Tomorrow. yes i have seen it yes uh for those who are listening american listeners we do have a few based on the analytics the uk are a couple weeks behind originally we were going to be two months behind and then channel four who got the uk broadcast rights went yeah you lot aren't gonna be out wait are you we're gonna put the series out on e4 this year, about yeah. a week and a half behind America. And then we're going to put it out still on Channel 4 um, later in the in the new year as
1: well. So, so yeah. <laughs> so, so far we've only had the first episode.
0: Yes. And as of this recording. And uh, I really enjoyed it. My my
1: question to you is, Christopher. Yes. Yes. Madstopher. Could they have been any less subtle... About the entire episode being a giant middle finger to the toxic sections of the Rick and Morty fandom. I have a question for you. What? Why'd you
0: spill your beans? <laughs> um, no. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It the, was the, 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 the subplot specifically of of where the places Rick kept ending up. Um. Kind of hammered home the idea that they don't like fucking driven cult like leaderships and blind <laughs> allegiance to this shit.
1: But it's, it was also um, the stuff that it was also the stuff that was like, um, oh yeah, we're doing something we've done before now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is definitely something we've done before. All right, <laughs> let's go back to this. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. I oh just God. thought it was. Fucking
0: hilarious. Let's... For those who didn't see it and don't mind spoilers, sorry, because you're going to get some. Um, But it's a comedy show and it's not particularly... It's not like series three where we kind of had to handle the spoilers delicately. Yeah. Uh, Because this was not an arc. Like, the only arcish thing in this was the, the beginning and the way the family currently is was suggesting that after the way series three ended for them all, they're in a very... Well, sort of tense
1: place. Specifically, Rick feels like he's under immense pressure to just play ball. To quote the episode, yeah. as far as continuity goes, we've hit the reset button. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just thought fucking brilliantly on the nose. <laughs> like, this is being written by people who do not give a fuck at this point.
0: This is now their full-time job, and they're like, right, we'll do whatever the fuck we want. Oh, Mel. I just love it. I love it. Um, so, yeah, uh, the, they're having dinner. Um, Rick, and Rick, I love the fact that it just opens with him replying politely because it's an automated family conversation response. Yeah. Like, he's just sort of... He's, he's like, half shut off his brain so he can be thinking of other shit whilst his body replies to their questions.
1: It's glorious. It's glorious. Um,
0: <laughs> so he takes Mordy to get hold of some death crystals which show you your every possible avenue to your death. And this is one of those episodes where... I will pick up this season on home media because I want to pause every single one of those screenshots. Yeah,
1: they're pretty great.
0: Because there's like four scenarios minimum in each window that are moving and there's stuff going on. Um, uh, I just... Oh, God. Like, I I love, love, love the fact... That's such a great sci-fi concept. And I love the fact that Morty's at the point now where it would corrupt him. Yes. He's like... He sees his happy ending with Jessica... And it's like right, but just the idea that you can, if you're holding on to it, whatever path, whatever take you take, whatever decision you make, you can see your death. So he starts like making every decision he can to lead to the happy ending where he dies old with Jessica.
2: <laughs>
0: but, but like at first, it's down to like which way he's walking. And then it's down to him taking the wheel of the ship or not. It's just the fact that it got to the point where he couldn't do sentences.
1: It's just without going
0: through like every vowel and making it... mouth sounds. Oh, God, that was so funny. I was pissing myself watching that. That was incredible. It was such a great sci-fi concept as well. Like the reason I love Rick and Morty is it's the closest thing we've ever really got to good American Red Dwarf. Yeah. In terms of yeah. taking the sci-fi concepts and and building comedy around them. Yeah. Um, and that was so good. And it was dark as fuck. Like, and as part of it, we sort of got, we got fan service, but not gratuitous. Uh, cause we saw the return of Meeseeks boxes. Well, it, it was gratuitous. But it, was, but it wasn't like a plot point. It was just a thing that happened. It was intentionally gratuitous. Yeah. <laughs> and then we found out there are knockoff Meeseeks.
1: Yeah, Kirkland brand Meeseeks boxes. <laughs> just vroom. Hey. What do you, what do
0: you want? want? <laughs> okay, okay. that was sublime we've got we even got um got the gear guy gay man or whatever his name but, like, we got yeah, of them just appears for
1: no in a, reason in
0: an alternate universe and there he is and oh god it's like, that sort of stuff's nice because it, it's not it's not dominating the product it's just there yeah um which is the right way to do it i hope they don't do it all the time because it will start to make that universe feel small but
1: like as a one-time thing, what a great addition! I think it's one of those um, <laughs> when they do it that it's going to be they're going to be doing it to call it out,
0: yeah. Which I'd is like, what they is. did repeatedly
1: in this episode.
0: Oh god, uh, minimum Jerry, Beth, and Summer, which is always a shame. But it's episode one; you're going to get a whole new fan base with this series. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Introducing to Rick and Morty going on a classic Rick and Morty adventure, but only for five minutes because then Rick dies. The original Rick, or or the original Rick as we are currently with, is killed off in this episode five minutes in. Yep. Like, undisputably dead. And then his consciousness consciousness has been backed up into two, like, things. One is the consciousness is backed up into the system and is awaiting DNA to be cloned. And the other part of the consciousness is a separate being that's a hologram that will tell Morty what he needs to do to get the the tissue to clone him
1: well no that that the backup country just reroutes to the nearest project phoenix Well that's the thing, yeah, because
0: they because they don't because he doesn't put the dna in it immediately goes to the uh, nearest Yeah that's his backup is in yeah. this dimension it is a different dimension because um, originally it'd be the basement but they talk about oh no i got rid of a cuz he kills all the clones last season so he,
2: he smashes up the
0: batch and everything yeah <laughs> so it's like it, it because he doesn't obviously get a fresh dna it immediately goes to
1: a different dimension. It's just a series of different fascist dictatorships. Yep. <laughs> the one, and the only one that isn't fascist is horrible uh, wasp people that eat yes. their prey alive. Yeah. <laughs> just get a, a heartwarming family dinner scene as they're eating a, a caterpillar a version, version of, of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> Oh, horrendous.
0: Meanwhile, Morty's letting the crystal lead all of his decisions, so he's like arming himself up and slaughtering people and getting caught out on the news. That in court, like, uses the crystal to make the best testimony imaginable that stirs the the, the feelings and heart former a heartbreak of the judge. Well, the, the implication that
1: she's get, she that he's driven her to suicide.
0: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Like she's gonna go. She's gonna come find her it's- the late husband. I'm coming like, for oh. you, Condor. Oh God. And then he could <laughs> Jessica approaches and see if he's alright and he sees that like going to talk to her is not gonna lead him to that thingy. So it's like, I guess I have to wait. And off he walks, just fuck it. it's so fucking wonderful. And then that's and then brilliant. he steals like an organism thing that's he's basically just gonna put himself in this like hibernation state until it's time because then he won't make any decisions that could jeopardize it. And it's yes. just this Akira level shit.
1: <laughs> it's just yeah, it's so fucking weird. weird, man.
0: So weird, which eventually leads to the hologram Rick becoming sentient and wasp Rick and, and our universe Rick like teaming up to fight this thing. God, it was so good. It was just it was, it never stopped. And and I hope that's just this episode. If that makes any sense, I hope it's just this opener being yeah. like, "We're back, motherfuckers. Yeah. Here's all our nonsense." And after this, it slows down a bit because. Uh, uh, it was just a really good read, especially because last series was the one where the first episode was an arc-heavy episode. Like, it's mm. nice that
1: this year it was just like, no, screw that. <laughs> like, screw that. Which, again, I, I think it's a statement of intent. Well, you get another statement of intent at the end of the episode. It was like, sometimes we're going to do classic things, sometimes we're just going to do whatever we want. <laughs> 100 years Rick and Morty. <laughs> Which is not, you know, It's become the sort of... Um, <laughs> like, mantra of the... The, the clarion call... Yeah. i I just it's so oh i noticed
0: as well uh, mostly because the
1: story didn't really offer an opportunity for it but they
0: had um they had reduced rick's open nihilism slightly and i think that's a conscious decision yeah
1: he sort of kind of softens in this episode yeah i
0: think that's a conscious decision Um, to like stop playing toward the absolute twats who've back the show and and decided that it's a way to live
1: yeah and it's it definitely feels like a response to some of the more toxic elements of the fandom Mm. that have popped up which is a shame in one way because like i don't like to think
0: that those idiots have ruined it for everyone because part of the charm of the show was that one of our main characters is an unforgivable dick cheese machine um yeah and that's kind of part of the appeal of it is the, you know? It's fiction. We are watching someone we would never spend any time with ever, like do Yuck. shit horrible, horrible shit that backfires on him and those around him. Um, but I, at the same time, I didn't mind it because Morty took on the the more kind of like dark,
1: yeah. violent role. Well, in this it's, it's 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 the, the sort of the implication that that Rick's rubbing um, off on him worse impulses have rubbed off on Morty but, all, but also Morty's
0: motivation was very understandable for a 13 year old with a crush exactly
1: yeah. <laughs> like... um <laughs> I, mean, I, I just fucking love this show and I, I'm glad I'm it's
0: glad back. it's back and I'm glad it was good yes I'm glad it was good 100 years I'm Rick and I'm very Amore. glad
1: it was good <laughs> 100 more years 100 Rick and 100 Rick years um <laughs> so finally to f- cap out the show <gasps> we got Captain America um we got a lovely email. Oh, we don't from, Captain America. From no, not for Captain America. Although Captain America will be involved. Oh, meets. Um, this one comes in from uh, a self-proclaimed loyal listener, Dan Opie. Um, he says, "Hello, hello, my big damn boys." <laughs> I apologise for it has been some time since I last emailed, mainly because I'm so darn busy these days. I want to firstly say congratulations on three fantastic years of content. <laughs> You're always my first port of call when I have a long journey or need to get work done and never fail to brighten my day. Well, thank you very much, Dan. That's uh, that's really sweet. Thanks, thank Dopey. Dan um, oh I mean it lovingly. So, I've been in a Snow White pantomime. It's technically a loving nickname. So I thought of a question for you to ponder which could potentially fill an episode in a slow news ah. week. I'm not going to fill a whole episode with it here, but we're going to spend some time Matt. on it. <clears throat> Matt, Matt, if you were in charge...
0: I feel bad about the dopey thing. Will you send Dan a
1: fiver? No. You can send us a fiver on Patreon if you want so. Um, Hang on. (laughs) How am I I supposed to send him a fiver? Uh, Never
0: mind. Um, I'll buy him uh, a beer if I ever meet him. There we go.
1: Okay. Sorry, Dan. Um, (laughs) What's your question, Dan Opie? (laughs) If you were in charge, (laughs) you'll like this. Not a lot. (laughs) Uh, No, you'll like this. Uh... If you're in charge of the what if series, <gasps> what would your what ifs be for all twenty three <gasps> of the MCU? Oh movies? shit. Of course we already have a tiny peek at it, which you can incorporate or discard as you wish.
0: Yeah, like we can we can understand Keep some from, being from what, what we've fabulous seen.
1: Fabulous boys. Like, yeah.
0: like the Captain America one appears to very simply be what if um Agent Carter becomes Captain America. Becomes Captain America, yeah. Um Whereas the others are a little more vague, like we're not quite sure what the zombie plot is, and we're not quite sure what mm. the, uh, the 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 Star Lord being uh, uh, um, T'Challa being Star Lord is yet. But we could we could absolutely use just the the films themselves as a springboard. You up for this? Yeah, I'm up for this. Oh shit, son. Um, um let's guess. We're just spitballing, no prep, folks. Start uh,
1: at the beginning.
0: Yeah, Iron Man. With... Oh, Howard the Duck, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Iron Man. Um, hmm. I guess it would probably be. Um. Oh, so what? What's the name of the guy he's trapped in the cave with?
1: Uh, Tenzin.
0: Tenzin. What if Tony had died and Tenzin escaped? I was thinking of that one. Cause I want to see what that yeah. man with that kind of heart and not a weapons company behind him could would have done yeah, could create yeah with the Iron Man might tech. Not, might not be the most action packed resolution no but it'd be interesting to see Stain try and take uh like action against him for doing that and exposing like what's going on uh well um, it it'd be more a legal story but it, it it would be like a political story about like the American government figuring out what their actual stance is on weapons and, and the sale of it and what's been going on. Plus the added threat of the 10 rings, like, you know, up in their terror attacks. and. Well,
1: mine I mean, the- mine would be, what if... um, What if Stain kills Tony when he attacks... when he, um, oh, tries when to he paralyzes him, in his house? him, leaves him yeah. for dead. Yeah. So what if what if Tony Ooh. dies? Oh,
0: so that so that one would be going off the knowledge of the rest of the MCU. So we we the, the what if would
1: be what happens to everything we know. Happens well, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even need to be that. It. It'd be like so what so the Iron Man tech goes sort of wide without Tony to control it and sort of keep it a guarded secret
0: oh shit because it becomes a military force yeah of so just
1: even in the immediate future even without getting into anything else later on although the, you know oh my god could... oh my
0: god oh my god yeah because then fury would form the avengers to combat the wave of high-tech um war zones quite and, possibly and, and... oh because the avengers is established in iron man so yeah
1: yeah yeah oh shit yeah oh shit that's a good one. So, um. Oh, damn. All right, next up, next up. The Incredible Hulk. Uh.
2: What if.
0: Uh, <laughs> what if Blonsky's um, treatments had been successful? Because I want to see what Captain America esque persona they would have come up with.
1: Oh, yeah. So, what ha- if. And how
0: the military would have spun it. So, he, so he doesn't get an addiction. Obviously, it's a what if story. So eventually, yeah. something will t- change the status quo. They always end in like, a
1: really fucked up way.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, like, like <laughs> they're all either cautionary tales or like, oh, that's a shame.
1: The with end, the exception like, of the Jessica Jones. What if Jessica Jones had become an agent of Shield, which ends with her like happily married to, I think, Captain America or something.
2: Probably, kid. Yeah.
1: But that's because her actual life turns out, turns out to be such a shit show. Yeah. Oh
0: God. Um. Um. But yes, yeah, so like in that in that scenario, Blonsky um doesn't become like creepy addicted to to the treatment. What if Blonsky and, became U.S. agent essentially? Yeah. Yeah. He becomes U.S. agent, or they call him Captain America yeah. because it's before Steve's out of the ice. Yeah. And and they go down that route because then you know you have the whole thing of the country uniting behind the causes. And maybe the Hulk does get taken down hmm. and because and, he's obviously more tactical and less greedy, so he kills Banner like in an opportunity where he can. And then it becomes that thing of but then the addiction starts to kick in. Yeah. And you could sort of do you could sort of do like the the nuke kind of thing. Yes. Um with Blonsky. Yeah.
1: Um, maybe that's how they
0: deal with him. Maybe that's how they deal with him. Maybe they they introduce Nuke differently than how he is in Jessica Jones. Yeah. They, well, like, Nuke pop, was they a... pump someone up
1: full of shit and send him after him Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's. I mean, Nuke was a, a weapon plus. Um, yeah. uh he was, he, was,
0: he was a cap. He was a cap boy.
1: Yes, it was an attempt to recreate Cap. Um, I would go with. Um, Ooh. God damn, Opie! This is a good. This is a good question. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go along similar lines to Iron Man and say, "What if Banner had cured himself? Oh, before the final battle?
0: Oh, <gasps> yeah. Because oh, well, I mean, it would end in a splat. Yeah. Also, um, but also, yeah, it's that thing of so does Abomination run the fuck amok? Yeah. Or do the U.S. military basically get fucking shitstormed because they've essentially killed? Um, that's that whole legal thing of like posthumously Banner is. Is tried as a as a as a war criminal and a mass murderer and yeah. all this. Yet there's enough proof to show that this was completely two different things and they were in the wrong to kill him because the Hulk was responsible for all the damage and, and the deaths, not Banner. Um, these go these get very legal. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! And Jen Walters is the person dealing with yeah. her cousin's posthumous case. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, by it. the oh, by the end of it, she becomes She Hulk for reasons because it's a what if story. <clears throat> Mm. So I am on two. Uh- <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> not that I'm excited.
1: I am on two. Um What if Justin Hammer gets away with it, basically? <laughs> uh-huh. So he he kills Tony. Um, Doesn't even need to kill Tony, but what if his what if his um his and uh Whiplash's uh Doppelganger Iron Man tech actually works. Oh, gotcha. do we do so we then becomes, get like an the ar- Armor Wars style race. arms race? Yeah <gasps> That'd be pretty Iron sweet. Man arms race. For real. That'd be
0: they're saying a scene it's an Iron Man arms race. Uh,
1: or or No, you do yours first cause you might do it. No
0: no no go for yours, go for yours, go for yours.
1: Um keep going. I believe in you. What if Tony doesn't stop the point the blood poison any time?
0: Yeah, so the movie ah, would probably, so probably dies like, out at the wrong point. It would
1: probably go the same way, mostly, but...
0: The technology would be shown to be dangerous to individuals, which would result in Hammer getting shut down as
1: well. But he also wouldn't
0: survive the final battle. True, but that's what I'm saying. That would happen, it would be so public that the government would step in. Yeah. And they'd be like, nope, all of this is fucking dangerous. <sighs> Let's, like, fuck the fuck off, it's not happening. But then would that just drive um, it further underground and make it...
1: That's, so that's, when, Hammer, that's when Hammer
0: and uh, and Thingy go underground. That's when they do proper Crimson Dynamo, yeah, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Titanium um, Man, Cobalt Man, all that bullshit. Yes,
0: bitch. Yes, motherfucker. Um, God, that's a good one as well. Um, for me, uh, what if, um, <laughs> uh, what if? Oh shit! For Iron Man too uh what if uh Natasha's uh, objective was not to monitor Stark but to sabotage him because Fury wanted to attack for her. shield yeah like it, you know it, 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 we, as we as we learn in Ave- Avengers shield were researching with the hydra tech and yeah. it, we still don't know whether or not they were just holding on to it or looking into developing it so, so in this in this story fury has been Courting Stark from the beginning to basically just take his toys away at some point.
1: So what if, um, basically, what if uh, they made her more of an antagonist, like she is in the early comics appearances in
0: the old in the old school Iron Man yeah. comics? Yeah. So so what? If, so what if Fury wanted to take Stark down? Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, and it'd be about the sabotage from inside with Natasha.
1: That's a pretty neat one. Yeah,
0: um, I think I think there's probably another one in there with Rhodey, but. You know, like maybe it's uh, maybe. you know, what, what if you know I don't know. What if, what if what if the drunk fight got out of hand, I don't
1: know. Um, um okay, so four Uh, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> uh Ooh. Um, I've got one. Go on. What if um Odinson doesn't get his powers back so They have they, yeah. the hammer passes to someone else? Would the hammer pass yes. to someone else? Uh,
0: I think, for the sake of saving Asgard, sh- absolutely. Did, 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 would we get Jane Foster Thor earlier? I don't know if we get Jane Foster Thor because I don't. I don't think like that's what she's ready. <laughs> would for. we get
1: Darcy Thor? <laughs> is
0: is Kat? Is
1: Cat Denning's <laughs> worthy? Oh,
0: actually, in that film, do you know who from <laughs> that cast probably would have become Thor in that moment? Should the call have have taken him? Probably Selvig, because he's the one who grew up with the mythologies, yeah. believing and and all that. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, so you could kind of have
0: Selvig using his knowledge of it to defeat the destroyer. Um, but I like yeah. I like the, the idea of what if basically, what if what, the Odin son was no longer worthy. Yeah. What if
1: someone else listed yeah, the, that's lifted lifted the hammer good, basically?
0: Good one. Uh, I suppose mine would be. Um, uh, da uh, what if Laufey was one step ahead? Like, he like he, he doesn't get yeah. taken out like a bitch the way Loki kills him. And it just becomes the frost giant rule of Asgard and they claim it. Because then um, there would be no fucking way for Thor to get back. <laughs> like, the sending of the Destroyer to kill him is kind of enough for him to know what the fuck's going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he knows for sure. Whereas, um... The, the Thrust Giants would not you, be raining it, yeah. down on Earth. They'd just be like, we've taken Asgard, motherfucker. Um, so maybe. Captain America the First Avenger, and it can't um, be the same as the show. No. Uh, what if... Uh, what if, I think a dead simple one for this. What if the Red Skull had cracked the Cosmic Cube? Like, he he decides not to do the the full-scale assault with the the Hydra weapons yet, and he just buries himself even deeper underground and harnesses that shit. Like, it'd be be interesting to see Hydra tear the Third Reich apart from the inside and replace it. Um, The idea of, you know, mystic, basically mystic Nazis wielding space weapons and see where that story leads, because I don't think his thing was conquest per se, but it was definitely superiority. So it's like, how would a Red Skull at full power take advantage of that situation?
1: Yeah. My, um, mine would go more towards the end of the film, and it would be, what if Cap didn't stop the plane? Oh, snap, yeah. So it, you get... So hydro get weapons to the... take
0: out major US cities. Yeah. Um... He can't doesn't necessarily have to die. He just has to I, fail. I, to yeah, take the, I think take I think he does. Down. I think he can't die for that story to really have some meat in it. Yeah, because he, he Cause has he to answer to, for it.
1: Yeah, and he has to, to deal with his failure.
0: Has, yeah, or goes deeper underground to deal with it himself. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you, you know, he's determined to right the wrongs, yeah. despite the law being after him as well. Um, that would be pretty sweet. And okay. It, it, and at some point, um, obviously, Zola gets mutilated and put in a machine. <laughs> with a
1: face in its chest. Yes. Big old face tummy. <laughs> tummy face Arnim Zola with a camera head. That's he, what we were on. And he can cuddle uh, Krang and they can kiss. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Avengers. Arnim Zola, Zola, who fucks? Um,
0: <laughs> Avengers, what if the Hulk had taken down the Helicarrier? Yeah, okay, okay.
1: Just like, what? what if they had failed in the second act? I'm gonna go even earlier and say, "What if uh, Loki took over Fury instead of Hawkeye? Oh, and played it quiet from the inside the whole time. Not even, didn't even play it quiet. He just know all the secrets. True. So True. it would be a case of maybe even Fury still brings the Avengers together, but in an effort to kill them all in one go, rather than. But then, but is that Fury resisting Loki from inside, or is that Loki trying to? Um, stop things by taking them all out in one go, or yeah. who knows? But yeah, what, how how much of that infrastructure and stuff would exist without Fury being on side? Good call. Um, That's what I think would be. It would be neat.
0: so Iron three, Iron three, yeah, yeah. What if it wasn't set at Christmas? It's
1: a in Black movie. It has to be for the most part what if tony got extremist ooh yes yes bish um became sort of more integrated with his armor the the i i the time comics yeah. version
0: uh that would be fun cuz we sort of get that later but not
1: on like a genetic level it's no, a night no. thing yeah, it's um, they don't they don't go full on comics bar me where they're like, Oh yeah, I store the underlay of the costume in the hollows of my bones. Yeah, I was like, geez. All right, Tony, whatever. Okay, Tony, you crazy fuck. I can I can wire he basically gets like Techno technopathy. You
0: know how like you can get those can, those like, little those little pouches guys that strap to your bag and when you open them and unfurl them they're
1: a whole coat. Yes. Well <laughs> It's like that. Uh, He basically has it where he can sort of like mentally interface with machines wirelessly and stuff. Uh, I think for me, I'm sure there's something to be done with the Mandarin, but I think for me,
0: it's, um... oh, okay. An actual one and just a curiosity one. The actual one. What if the president had been executed on that live feed? Mm. Because like, how the fuck do you, do you know what I mean? Like America has just survived an alien invasion. And then a few months later, the president is murdered by fiery um, mutated people, uh, whilst hung up in an Iron Man suit. Like that—that has got to be the start of basically the Superhuman Registration Act. Like much sooner.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would that would kick off like that would absolutely be it. Plus, you'd have power struggle
0: from foreign countries trying to take advantage of America's uh, America's loss.
1: Yeah, because it was it was, was it the vice president who was planning the president's assassination.
0: Uh, he was in on it, yeah. Yeah, so yes, because he, yeah, because he he, he he doesn't pass on the information when he's contacted. Yeah, so he'd take over. Yeah. Oh shit! the the fr- the frivolous one is um, uh. Oh balls! It slipped from my brain hole. Uh, well, it can't have been that good then. No, it was a daft. Yeah. One. It was a daft one as. So it'll come to me eventually. Hopefully, it'll come to me eventually. I don't know. Um, right, so Thor the Dark World. What if Thor the Dark World was great? Hey! just What if Malekith... What if Malekith oh, hadn't gone into hibernation? What if Malekith hadn't gone into hibernation? Yeah. So he was there for like a thousand, two thousand years just going insane on that mm. ship. Which means we would have got a more comic book accurate Malekith. They could have gone for yeah. it where he was just this hysterical, creepy Joker elf motherfucker who's just, like, lost all sense of his people's regalness and, and, you know, all that stuff. And he's just this cackling maniac. Um, you could even have it that, like, to keep himself awake from slipping. Yeah, maybe he's, like, going to slip into death if he stays out long enough. So, oh, he keeps himself awake for a thousand years on the ship. Ugh. And he, ev- he eventually takes just burning the side of his face to keep himself awake. And that way you get the half-split face, and that way you get Eccleston playing a, a creepy bad guy. Yeah.
1: So look. yeah, so what? So what if Malekith uh, had been biding his time for a thousand years? Yeah. It's basically some kind of what if which makes an, an a character.
0: Yeah, and and, and a force to be um, yeah. reckoned with in terms of his actual scenes. Never mind the power of the Dark Elves. How about you? Um,
1: what if Loki really did betray Thor? Oh, and, and cut his hand off at that point.
0: Yeah. Well, you get some comic book fan service because Thor would inevitably replace his hand with a fucking gold
1: hand. <laughs> which would be pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, also, like, that. Loki would obviously not want to be in on the Dark Elves destroy everything plan unless he's gone completely nihilistic.
0: Or unless he manages to take hold of it later on. Yeah, I think he would double-cross
1: Thor and then try and double-cross the Dark Elves. Probably succeed in double-crossing the Dark Elves. Um, And it would result in a
0: fight to the death between him and Thor with a golden arm uh, on the Greenwich uh, Meridian. Yeah. Um, That'd be pretty cool. Because then that would act as the finale of the trilogy of Thor Avengers and Thor the Dark World, like the Loki story would conclude. Yes, yes. Um, then
1: and there. That'd be pretty cool. And Loki would have been the real villain all along. Da-na-na-na-na. Maybe um, you don't even need to use a Dark... Well, yeah, when you guys <laughs> need Dark Worlds, we'd have to use the Dark Hells, but yeah. So,
0: I, think, I think the order um, might be the right way around, I'm not sure, but uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yes. Ooh. Um. Uh,
0: uh, uh. Uh, I guess... Maybe. Oh, 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 What if Peggy Carter was the Winter Soldier? Oh. Like it's heartbreaking enough that he's having to take down his best friend, who he thought he'd lost. Imagine him having to take down the love of his life. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like the idea that like they basically singled her out as like you are fucking exceptional. You're going to be part of this program. We're taking you. Cause, she's, yeah. Cause she, like a lot of the other agents involved in that department, were like pretty much off the books. Like they were a separate sector of the military that was for research. So yes. if what if one like captain who's head of research, who of course has a good track record and is very well respected, goes missing in the aftermath of the Second World War, people are going to assume that just something horrible happened. And then she's brought out. Like she's she's a fucking she's a proper tactician. She wouldn't need to be like as programmed as Bucky was. Like she'd need to be brainwashed, but she wouldn't need to be you know, like Yeah, you know, she'd probably
1: have some more sort of um independent thought. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to just being more of a mach- machine. Yeah. She'd just need to be like yeah. you know, hypno hypno mind wiped to do what they
0: need her to do, but she would go about it a different way than Bucky. So it'd be less the silent assassin more the person who gets in there when no one notices and changes shit. Um which would result obviously in Steve having to fight off a fucking you know, b- cybernetically enhanced Peggy Carter. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool.
1: That'd add a different twist to the the dynamic of that film. Uh, I got a good one for you. Go on. What if Black Widow was Hydra? Oh
0: shit, son! Because then halfway through the oh, no, it wouldn't even be at the same time as everyone else, would it? She'd play no. it for longer.
1: Yeah, she'd she'd play it cool. Oh, damn. so she could sort of sabotage Steve from the inside because they play that up in the film of like he doesn't trust her either.
0: Because he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. But imagine if he was right not to do so. Yeah.
2: <gasps>
0: For, would, yeah he, just, would he be able at, to outthink at, at, at her? At the end, like at the end she takes her thingy her mask off whatever and is pointing the gun at Pierce and then just turns around and shoots Fury in the legs. Yeah. That'd be pretty freaky.
1: <laughs> yeah, that it's would like, be uh that would be a lot. Because then that, that would be literally, a lot.
0: that's literally Steve and Sam on their own without realizing that they've been compromised.
1: Yeah. Damn. Just lead him into a trap, essentially. Guardians of the Galaxy. Groniads of the Galaxy.
0: Gorniads of the Gwineswims. Um, oh, this is a tricky one. What if they didn't survive the crash? Groot tries his best. Yeah. But they don't survive the crash, meaning that Ronan is free to decimate Xandar, which means what happens next is Thanos coming after Ronan. Yeah, that'd be a fight for it and a half, wouldn't it? That'd be pretty cool, because now we know what the amount of force Thanos had at his disposal. Like, Ronan's wielding the Power Stone, but we've seen... We've seen what Thanos can do without stones. You know what I mean? And he has He's yeah. referring to Ronan as boy. Like, it's like, he clearly is is a lot more... Because they don't obviously go into Thanos' background, aside from the story of Titan, in the films... But from, if it's based on the comics, like, he's, a, he's an abomination. He's a genetically fucked-up version of their species who is unnaturally strong, may or may not have connections to the Eternal... Uh, not the Eternals, the, um... Oh, what they call Celestials, like, within his DNA. Like, he's... He's a powerful boy. He's a powerful boy. Yeah. So him going after Ronan would be, obviously, interesting enough, but him going after Ronan with the Children of Thanos to his hand and everything, like... You know, there's more going on there. So I, I'd want to see what happened if the Guardians died in the crash. What okay. What happened? What Ronan has to fend off next to keep his power? Um,
1: What if... I've got two. Oh, go on. <laughs> actually. One, a suggestion from just off mic, which is what if Drax kills Gamora in the prison? Yeah. Uh, how does the team come together? What's the dynamic like? How do they get out of prison? Yeah, because they'd be stuck or, in there for starters. <laughs> or do they just wait until... Nebula comes looking for Gamora? Yeah. And then get caught up in the chaos there?
0: Yes, that's um, good
1: point. And... The other one is... Sort of a... It's, it's sort of kind of disconnected from the plot of the film. Um... But, and it would take things in another direction entirely, but what if, um, it wouldn't even, the film wouldn't even happen in this case, so it would be a completely out of left field one, but what if Yondu did take Quill to his father?
0: Yeah. Yeah, like the hell would happen, because we learn obviously from Guardians too that, um, that, that, that Peter is the one that, like, the connection yeah. works, so... Does but would the same thing have happened sooner? Does he raise him and then,
1: like, make him think his way, or does he, or or does, um, <laughs> does the revelation that his that his dad killed his mother get him in the same way? But I guess that's more of a Guardians Guardians Two one. So I'll I'll put that back for my Guardians Two one. That's my Guardians Two pick for when we get there. Okay. Actually, I'm, okay. that's more of a Guardians two one, um, but it's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> okay, so Guardians, we've got uh, Age of Ultron. Yes, right.
0: Um, Age of Ultron is indeed next. Um, uh, what if? Um, oh, that's a good one actually. Uh, oh, oh, what if? Oh, uh, wow. um, Vision had been of Ultron, so. Old school comics vision, like they birth him from the thing. Thor's lightning, X, Y, and Z. Oh yeah, so but part of the Ultron consciousness is already in there. So yeah, like, okay, he, he he is essentially the child of Ultron, as as is sort of his his
1: spin in the comics. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's a bit. Ultron has a bit more involvement in.
0: Yeah, creating I, him. I, th- I think it's I think I think it's exactly the same, but they just Ultron unplugs himself from the chamber like just a few seconds later than he does in the film. So by the time mm. they bring him to life, they're dealing with a being that is more Ultron than Thor. Yeah. So yeah. they really are having to contend with uh, you know, with uh with something that wants to fucking help Ultron's cause. Uh because it would make the final fight like really
1: tricksy. um mine is uh so what if hawkeye died instead of quicksilver okay what if we, okay so then ah. we got quicksilver's quicksilver taking uh, hawkeye's place on the avengers with his sister and yeah. their sort of their sort of relationship going forward um, okay and also them uh, and also not dealing with the loss of
0: of clint of, yeah. of clint
1: um fury dealing with the loss of one of his best agents uh, on top of the loss of of coulson although he now knows at that point that coulson's back um you know the avengers dealing with the loss of a teammate that they know and have, and have fought alongside rather than just someone that they've only just met <laughs> um and also how that affects the dynamic going into to civil war yeah, oh god, I would oh, we'll wouldn't it. Yeah. Yeah. Um what side hmm. would Quicksilver be on?
0: Uh good question actually. I think he'd split the Ma- you'd split the Maximoffs. Uh, Cuz that would be a more interesting uh it conflict would be more interesting. It would be more interesting conflict. Mm. Yes, because one of them would be making their decisions to honor Clint. Yes. So you'd have like that conflict of like you are only alive because of him. Yeah. Um, damn that'd be a fun one.
1: I think that'd be a good one. You're one of them good boys, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a good boy. You're a good boy. Um, Christopher. Mattstifer. Ant-Man.
0: Antman <laughs> Antman <laughs> Yes, the Antman Ants. Antioch. Antman. Holy hand grenade Of Antioch. Uh Antman. Um what if? I'm a dead simple one. Uh, what if Hank had never gone into hiding? Okay, so he remains the Ant Man even after losing. Uh, so Janet. they'd
1: always, yeah, they'd always been an Ant. So always be, yeah. So Ant we Man. would
0: have a seventy-set superhero flick with Ant Man um, tearing everything apart to find a,
1: a, the means to get Janet back. Um, what if he did pass the mantle to Hope instead of Scott? Yes. Oh, that's better. That one's better. Would we have got the wasp earlier? The proper wasp? The, the hope wasp? Uh, possible. I mean, she would have been Antwoman. 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 I think he'd just made her the wasp to honor her mother. And they'd probably have a better yeah. relationship. <laughs> That's very true. And Scott would still be working at Baskin Robbins. Yes. No, although well, no, he wouldn't, because Baskin Robbins always find out. Yeah, um, Baskin Robbins always <laughs> Oh that's that a good one. They movie. do, that they do. Yeah, that'd be mine. What if what that's if Hope became good, the wasp? That's a pretty earlier. good one. God damn it. Scott Lang wasn't one. involved at all. Probably would have gone down a lot simpler, actually. Uh <laughs> to, <laughs> let's be fair, let's be frank. Um Can I still be Garth? No. Oh, okay. You have to be Wayne. Um, <laughs> okay, so we got Ant Man. What's after Ant Man? Fucking hell, what's after uh, It's Civil War, Captain America. Civil, Civil War. War, Civil War. Um, ooh, what if, what if they sign the Sokovia Accords? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so the whole team's on board. Then what happens with the Avengers under U.S. jurisdiction or yeah. U.N. jurisdiction? Like how how far does this go? Like how how long does it do... take for them to become puppets of American interests? Yeah, do they feel like their freedoms are being restricted? Yeah,
0: when the act when the scenario plays out, what, okay. what's
1: the what's the first big um, calamity that they have to sit out because the UN doesn't want to get them involved? And how yeah. does that affect public sentiment against the Avengers? How does that affect their? You know, does does that, then it lead to peep, to them going off the Damn. reservation, so to speak? Yeah. How that's... much control does uh the, the UN and the Avengers sort of institution have on tech based uh powers? So like could they ground Falcon remotely? Yeah, yeah like just shutting down flight
0: if it if it if it yeah. suits the needs.
1: That's could a pretty good they...
0: one. That's a pretty good one.
1: That that's what I would go with. Uh what if uh
0: thunderbolt Ross had come up with a different way to restrict the superheroes okay what Speci- would you suggest specifically fights fire with fire oh thunderbolt so, so we bring in we bring in a rehabilitated Blonsky yeah we bring in a specially trained army sergeant who is uh the very first uh, testing ground for a genetic combination called the A-bomb. Oh, hello. We bring in Doc Samson as an advisor to the situation. Is the, is the team psych. And... Because then then, we, then you get What's-His-Face from Modern Family, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Down for that. Uh, down they, for
1: some more tiber Marvel movies.
0: And then... When it comes to that final fight to subdue the Avengers as best they can, the ones who have decided to go against it all. Yeah. Um, some big, mysterious red motherfucker shows up to deal with it as well. So we get Red Hulk. Uh, you tease in the episode that who, who the Red Hulk really is. Yeah. And their call at the end of the episode is they use the confiscated Stark technology to follow... The now found trail of the Quinjet containing Bruce Banner.
1: Oh, so you end it with
0: they're gonna fucking find the Hulk. Yeah, because, okay. Because of course Ross still has a bone to pick with him. Um, okay. So basically, you introduce a shitload of Hulk villains in one story as the Thunderbolts. Um, yeah, that'd be mine. So, so it becomes less about the superhero okay. Civil War, more about this new team of gamma freaks. Being brought in to
1: take down the superheroes who don't sign the accords. Um, so it's like that Agents of Smash cartoon.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, it's like the Agents of Smash cartoon. Absolutely, it is. Are you kidding me? Right. Yes, a thousand times. <laughs> okay,
1: okay.
0: Agents oh, of Smash. Gosh, um, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it,
1: love it. Love they it, love boil it. them, then they smash them. Oh uh, God, no! Hulk,
0: Hulk, 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 Hulk.
1: Um, terrible. <laughs> terrible 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 one person is laughing right now um, <laughs> and it's you <laughs> yeah uh right what's after fucking civil uh, war it's um, dr strange dr strange mm. <sighs> oh, dr Stephen strange,
0: Doctor strange. i Shit, think yeah. um probably uh what if Mordo's intentions were clear earlier on? How so? So the moment this Steven strange rocks up he can see that this is the one that the the ancient one's taken a shine to that clearly there's some kind of favoritism thing going on here and he uh that the jealousy stirs up instead oh yeah so before so before, is, so before okay. the end of strange's first month in Camatage, he's been taken out by Mordo who now has his sights at this mm. point set on achieving the ultimate power because I think what it does is it ends up with Strange either killed or thrown by the wayside and Mordo in that position by the end of the story. Yeah. But when he goes to meet Dormammu, he's bargaining a completely different way. So okay. so we okay. get that we get the Mordo Dormammu relationship um in a world where Strange is not there to fight back against them. Okay. Um so yeah, just an excuse mm. to see Chiwetel Ejiofor be, be Baron Mordo instead of just Carl Mordo.
1: Yeah. Although I do like Chiwetel Ejiofor in that movie. Me too, but I like, like that they I like um, that they have a I like that they have a relationship prior to becoming bitter rivals. Yeah, but at the same time, not I seen really
0: bit, I I really yeah. want to see Baron Mordo.
1: <laughs> I want to see bitter rivals. I want to see Baron Mordo. yeah, but I uh I think that when he does when he if and when he does show up, it's going to it's going to land better because they have that relationship.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, um, for sure.
1: For sure. Absolutely.
0: But give me that, give me that fight.
1: <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Um, cause, ah, oh. what if, what if, uh, strange uses the time stone to go to before, um, What's his name steals the pages? Uh, oh, uh, uh, K- Kacilius. Kacilius. What if, what if he stops Kaecilius before he steals the pages?
0: So he rocks up in the prologue scene. Yeah. And stops him. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool.
1: Cause, then, cause
0: well then that's the thing, isn't it? Like time would ripple and split.
1: Yeah. Cause because then, technically, then the strange one...
0: wouldn't strange wouldn't, it wouldn't be orchestrated that strange would sort of
1: be here by this time. Yeah. The ancient one wouldn't die. Yeah at least not at that point so would strange even then be the sorcerer supreme when thanos comes for the time stone nope no he would not that's a very good point ooh shizuan god that would be fun yeah so that that would be that would be intriguing
0: i think who's next on the phase 3 Doctor Strange, so that was 2016. So then we get the we get the triple hit of 2017. So we get yes. uh,
1: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2.
0: Well, um, you already know
1: mine for that. It's like what if what if Yondu had taken Peter to his father? <clears throat> yes, yeah, son. Uh I think for
0: me, probably, uh Guardians 2, Guardians 2, Guardians 2. Uh what if um hmm? I think. Oh, what if there was still another son of ego out there? Oh, uh, okay. Another child of ego. So it becomes that thing of like they 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 leave the scenario, but there's one other factor in there. There is someone else there who's like, "I'll do it. I'll fucking do it." Like, make me proud,
1: Daddy. <laughs> so you bring two uh, children of ego to him at once, and this sort of a rivalry between them and Quill.
0: Yeah because yeah, then you have that okay. thing of like are the two of them are the two of them actually sane enough to realize that this is ridiculous and will end universe as we know it <laughs> or will one of them buy no. into it especially yeah, with intriguing. especially with quills insecurities like would he be more open minded about ego's yeah. fucking horrible plan if it was like if this one per this other person was standing in the way of the family that he thought he really needed yeah like you know you, you can really play on the idea that quill is Quill still hasn't really realised that the Guardians are his actual proper family yet. Like there is, he still has growing to do. Yeah, yeah. Failing that, you do the what if? Uh, what if Ego had never revealed the
1: the? the he, yeah, he killed he'd killed uh, Star Lord's mum. Would the Guardians have been able to stop a fully empowered Ego and Quill? Yeah. Um, Answer probably not. <laughs> probably not. No, probably not. We'd be looking at a universe of Ego. Um. <laughs> After Guardians two, then we're into Homecoming.
0: Homecoming. What if Adrian Toomes had shot Peter
1: Parker point blank in the car? Oh fuck! I just shot a father in the face. Yeah, that's tough one. I think that's
0: got. I think that one's probably got to be. What if? Uh, yeah. What if um, Peter hadn't been able to save Adrian at the end of the film?
1: Yeah. What What if
0: What if Pete What if the Vulture had perished at Coney Island? Because then it's like, how the fuck did Peter deal with that? Like, how on his personal life it it it'd be a, it'd be a spin on the ending of Raimi's Spider Man.
1: What Where he
0: brings I... Norman's body back. And it's the whole thing if he knows that this is his friend's dad, like, how the fuck do you deal with that? But in this case, this is a 15-year-old boy dealing with the death of his, you know, his would-be girlfriend's dad. I would go like, one Like, how would Fury
1: react to that? How would Stark react to that? Do you know what I, I mean? Would go, I would go one bigger than that. What if Peter fails on the ferry? Oh! And Tony doesn't bail him out. Oh, fuck, yeah, no, he absolutely gets the the... the Training wheels, like no, like training handcuffs, like he's done. Yeah. He's absolutely done by that point. Completely grounded. Yeah. But then how does Then does that mean that he can't stop tombs from stealing that stuff? Maybe. Maybe. And then does that what does that what happens with that stuff on the streets? Yeah. Does he have to try and then sneak out and become um a smarter Spider Man on his own? That'd be a good sort of one. try and bring his own tech into it.
0: Maybe sort of start, and...
1: maybe start wearing a a black variation of his
0: costume, yeah, in the hopes of blending in a bit more and not getting caught. Do we get night monkey <laughs> prematurely? Earlier. Oh, I hate it when I get a premature case of the night monkeys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah, pretty good I one. For uh, Ragnarok.
1: Oh. Um, hmm. Oh. This is a tricky one. Uh, Ragnarok's a tricky one.
0: Yeah, it's got to be a decision. It's got to be a decision that would create ripples. Um, yes. Oh, or you go for you go for one. You you go for the the weirdly peaceful what ifs. Okay. What, what if Odin's death didn't immediately lead to Hella's uh, Hella's freedom? So yeah, Odin what if passes, what? and the magic—the magic—is strong enough to hold her at bay a while longer. Like Thor and Loki are now united in a way they
1: haven't been in a very long time. Or what if? What if Thor becomes the next All Father, and it becomes between Loki and Thor? Thor, Loki wanting to take Thor's All Father powers. Yeah, we get the play for the throne. Um... Yeah.
0: Like, like it's a sequel to the first Thor, <sighs> almost, in this case, but it's,
1: like, Loki yeah. v Thor. Um... And then they're actually facing, you know, Surta Ragnarok. Yeah. And the death of all the gods and such. But then we wouldn't get Planet Hulk, but with Thor in it, which I really like.
0: True. I mean, maybe, maybe the alternative is, uh, what if... Um... I don't know, like, what if Hulk isn't, um isn't the 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 one he has to face maybe What if it's Beta Ray Bill? Yes, bish. Um or even even like it may be a Thor movie, but what if the what if is uh what if Banner had arrived elsewhere? Like tell a story of his alternate destination instead. Oh,
1: okay, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, as much as Thor Ragnarok is Thor 3. It is also, like I say, it's it's Planet Hulk, but with Thor in it. Yeah. So, so like, maybe, the, maybe the what if valid, is a, is a
0: banner story instead of a Thor story. Um, yeah. That could be doable. That could be doable. Um, that could be doable. That
1: could be doable. Um, Black, be Black Panther. Black. Bloody Panther. Panther. Easy one. Easy I, one. Aye. What if Killmonger remains king of Wakanda? Phew. <sighs> Ooh, that'd be quite tough. What kinda basically declares war on, on the world. On the on on the colonizers. Damn, damn, that's a good one. Um Yeah, I
0: know. I know. I'm good yeah. at this. I know, pal, I know. <laughs> uh what if Oh shit, biscuits, that's really good. Um what
1: if um God, that's really difficult, man. <laughs> I'll give you you, I'll give you another one okay (laughs) I'll give you another one what if M'Baku wins the challenge it is challenge day yeah oh yeah because that completely rewrites the plot of the
0: film yeah like never mind like the immediate thing that's the plot of the film screwed up
1: because then if that's good Killmonger does come to Wakanda to try and reclaim the throne he's got to reclaim it from M'Baku yeah who is now the Black Panther yeah. Oh, shit. That's a real good one. Damn, that's a good one. Oh, well, well would he retain the Black Panther name or would he I think go in a I'd, more hanuman direction? Well, right? I don't know. I think, yeah, I think he'd want to claim it because it's the whole the whole point of the, it's the uh,
0: Jabari reclaiming their position in Wakanda. Yeah. So I think, he'd, I think he would take the mantle, like he would steal it and be like, I'm the Black Panther now, motherfuckers. Like, Glory to Hanuman, but I'm now the Black Panther. <laughs> um... That's a pretty good one. Uh, the other option is uh, what if uh, what if T'Challa did die after the fight with Killmonger yeah. and, and Shuri takes up the mantle and takes Ooh. takes takes the herb the art-shaped herb. <clears throat> yeah, Shuri Black Panther I could go for. Because then again like you, you do, you're doing one of the things that what if does so well which is uh, gratuitous fan service. And, or in this, even... and in this instance we get the Shuri Black Panther. Yeah okay
1: okay down with that i'm down Uh, to clown then we're into infinity war aren't we uh yes yes we is
0: uh what if what if what if what if oh shit what could this one be what what if, if
1: tony's plan on titan works yes and they get the gauntlet off him yes
0: what like? How do you deal with the next step? Like, what is the next step? Yeah, what do you do then? Because they don't necessarily, they are not necessarily the types who would kill Thanos. Like, no, Thor, Thor would.
1: Thor would, but Thor's. But not Thanos rare. isn't on Earth at that point, and he doesn't Neb- know where Thanos is. Nebula would, but she doesn't have the means. No, um, well, she might if he doesn't. If he doesn't have the gems. Yeah. Well, I think I think if they get the gauntlet off him, I think he gets away. I think well, Thanos gets cuz he hasn't away. got the gems cuz he's using the gems to get around. He's using the space stone to get around. That's true, but he's a damn powerful motherfucker. That's and true. Nebula did crash a ship into him not long before. But also what what do they do with the gems? Like does do they give them to Strange and he scatters them through time? I think what happens is I but think then...
0: I think Tony and Strange agree to find a way to put the gauntlet now that they have the stones together
1: in an unfind, Oh! <gasps> Dude. He just gives it to Dredak. The- Dude. Don't mind me.
0: No, 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 no. They take it.
1: Um, and, like,
0: Strange agrees to, like, let them keep the time stone with the gauntlet on the condition that he is part of its security. And they create a separate dimension for it a fucking facility that only him and Stark have access to. Called and, called uh fucking what is it prison? Uh, Forty two, whatever it's called. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. So you bring in that like the idea of that cell, but then Tony, in his fucking paranoia, is like, how we we can utilize this? Like we can make use of this to protect the world. And you, you essentially, you, 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 mm. you, you recreate the Ultron problem, and Tony, okay. Tony becomes the thing that's been inside his head for six years. See, I'd go. I'd that, go that's on. that's the that's the closing minutes. Like that's the yeah. closing minutes of it. Like Tony goes over fucking board with what he can learn from this thing,
1: and uh, essentially becomes becomes Thanos without ever really stopping to think. See, I'd go down the '90s route and just have. Tony and what
0: Tony's uh, teenage self coming back from the past no,
1: I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd have Tony fill in the Adam Warlock role and have him create the infinity watch oh yeah damn yes yes so, like get oh. like the most powerful uh, beings that Tony knows to become guardians of the stones so mm. like Thor becomes guardian of the power stone and Quill becomes guardian of the space stone or whatever and something like that you're a good man, Charlie Brown. One gets a stone. You get a stone. You get a stone. Uh, One gets the Beyonce stone. Um, One gets the Beyonce... <laughs> <laughs> he loves him some Beyonce. You are the queen, Bey. Um, <laughs> Captain Marvel.
0: Um, bu- 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 I think it's got to be... Probably... Um, I think you go I think you go old school comic book for this one just to toy with it and I think you go down the route of uh what if the um the scrolls were the the warmongering race yeah and, what if the Skrulls and, were and the, aggressors, the yeah, uh, yeah the uh, the 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 kree were the were actually the ones suffering like, you, you go down that route, and but but you go down that route in the sense that, like, the Skrulls are the ones training up super soldiers and everything, and the Kree are the oppressed, so you yeah. just literally flip the roles of the two sides of the conflict uh, in their actual definitions, mm, and and Veers is someone that the Skrulls have taken on board, that she, she's considered more just their amusing little pet... Like she, thinks, got... she, she thinks she's fighting for the cause and everything, but really they're like, this is fucking hilarious. Look at what we've got here. She's so funny, isn't she hilarious? We're keeping her because she's super powerful. That like it could flip at any moment. But uh, this is great. Um, yeah, it, 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 se- a it seems
1: one. a bit obvious, but I think it's just because it'd be an excuse to see evil scrolls. Um. So 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 a needlepoint what... thread. What if? I agree. Jon Rog, left Carol for dead. Ooh. So she doesn't end up on the on the Kree homeworld She yeah. isn't trained by the Kree, but instead becomes a Captain wom- Marvel, a woman
0: on Earth with all on that Earth.
1: power in her system. Does that kickstart the superhero the the emergence of superheroes like a decade before?
0: Yeah. it's,
1: it's due to happen. Uh,
0: without yeah. the guiding hand of Fury overseeing it all as well. Oh well, Cause, Fury cause would have to become Fury involved would, at some point. Well, I'm simple, like Fury wouldn't be the person going. Right, I'm going to develop a part of Shield that deals in this exclusively. And no, I think it would lead.
1: It. it would lead to that in the same way it but, does. But would Fury be in charge of it? Like, well, yeah.
0: Because the reason why he does it the way he does it is because he has the compassion and the understanding because of that initial
1: adventure with Captain Marvel. Like he's seen it. Yeah. He's seen also what this this world can be like. We all, we all know at that point that Hydra has its claws in a lot of shield. Yeah.
0: Ooh. So they'd be able to get hold
1: of her and such. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, that'd be really good. God damn it, you're good at this. I, I, I've read a lot of what if. <laughs> what if?
1: My what guess.
0: if? Oh, we've, we missed one out. What? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp? <clears throat> ant me and the Wasp. No, we haven't because we haven't done Endgame yet. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp before that. It's before
1: Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Is it? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's after. Okay. Uh, it's after Infinity War because it's set just
1: before Infinity uh, War. Oh, yeah. I knew. Um, I thought. I thought it would be the way around. I thought it was Captain Marvel. Then Ant Man and the Wasp. That's my bad.
0: i sure what. Um, uh, I think in that instance, Ant Man and the Wasp probably going to have to be. Uh, oh, 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 what? Mm, oh, what if? Um, I think what if Scott had back? Uh, what if Scott and Co had gone back into the life? Like the legitimacy only lasts for so long before. Oh yeah, what if Scott could be a criminal again? Yeah, because now he's aware of the shit that's out there to play with. Yeah, and he might be able to pull some stuff, like pull some tricks to get hold that's of things that he wouldn't have before. Uh, meanwhile, Hank and Hope are obviously trying to keep a-, a lid on anything that might trace back to them. Yeah. Um. Because I think I think Cocky Scott, who's just like, I guess I'm doing this again, would pluck up the balls to go and find them. Um. Which of yeah, course would, so. would be disastrous for all of them. Like basically, what if Scott hadn't learned his lesson? <laughs> yeah.
1: How about you, Squire? Um. Well, mine would be what if Scott was on the run with, um, Hope with and Hank and, and Hank. Hope. Yeah. So he 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 hadn't taken the 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 plea deal and hadn't taken the home arrest and he'd gone underground. But of course that meant he couldn't see his daughter.
0: Yeah, no Cassie time. Doesn't get to see so, Cassie.
1: That would affect their relationship. Um he would probably be a bit more bitter. Yeah. Um because be interesting
0: because Scott Lang based on who's writing him in the comics yeah. has been either a lovable rogue or an absolute douchebag. So it it'd be nice to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, well, nice yeah. is the wrong
0: word, but it'd be interesting to see like what happens if this this guy's like, yeah, I risked my life for these absolute strangers and nearly ruined it, and only me should be looking out for me. I'm gonna do what's best for me and Cassie, and that's Robin shit. <laughs> like that is yeah. that is being what I was before. Like being that is better than than uh, what could have happened to me. Um. Which, of course, is not right, because he he's a good man, and he should be a good man. But you get some interesting drama out of that. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Especially, obviously, if Hank and Hope are super paranoid about being dragged into his bullshit because of his connection to them. Yeah. Um, that'd be quite fun. Yeah, true doubt. Uh, and uh, Avengers
1: Endgame? 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 I think. Uh What if they couldn't bring everyone back? Yes. Oh, that'd be a tough one as well. Cause it's like, even with the gems. Yeah. Even with, um, Hulk and Tony at the horror, River, What if, at the end of it all, even after Thanos is defeated once and for all, they couldn't bring everyone back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Do they oh, try shit. again? Oh shit! Or or, uh, what if they? Yeah. What? What if they do bring everyone back, but it does result in everyone since going away? Like so, um, oh, so it rolls. So yeah, everyone. rolls back, back, five, back five, years, five years. But everybody at that epicenter knows what happened. Everyone, everyone in yeah. in, uh, in in the the blast radius knows. So Thanos doesn't even arrive. Yeah. Like, the 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 fleet does not arrive. All of that resets. Um, the only thing that's a constant from the other timeline is everybody in the vicinity of the gauntlet, so the gems are there. Um, you know what I mean? like, And they know that they can scatter the ones in their reality to different places now, and do different methods to get rid of them and keep them out of Thanos' reach. So there's that ongoing thing of they have to all stay together they this small group have to stay united because they are the only ones now who know what to do to keep thanos off the trail of the existing stones but at the same time they yeah. all are aware of the 5 years that they lived so you've got you've got that whole thing of like yeah. hulk still yeah, yeah. damaged and and it's that that conflict of banner trying to keep up that that healthy relationship of where he now is but that's being tested because the hulk feels like he was used So he's dealing with his inner demon, as it were. Um, you've got the shit like, um, Cap living with the fact that he was so close to Peggy and that's now not a possibility. So, like, the resentment there. Yeah. Um, Nat would still not be back because she died to get hold of the soul stone that they have in their possession and then has to be returned. So they still have that dynamic of everything's back, but Nat is not here. Um... Thor still is made up of cheese whiz. Um which is fine by fine by me, but it gets really <laughs> awkward when he randomly meets up with like people that are like, well, last week you were you, you weren't this big, what's happened? Yeah. What happened um, to most you, dude? Of all, um Tony loses Morgan. It's t- Tony's yeah. family's gone. Morgan's and gone. And you really ramp up the, the fucking tragedy of that by like they, they try, they try and it just isn't happening and how resentful he gets Uh, because ultimately tony stark is like an act of selflessness is how he spoiler alert guys ends his life um (laughs) saving everyone but he is ultimately a very careless often selfish individual so imagine if that was eating away at him yeah Like, like where would that go it would lead to it would lead to civil war
1: too. It would lead to Tony yeah. Tony Stark. So that
0: could, that could be cool. So they have to. Straight they're still up. defending the Earth from Thanos, albeit nowhere near the scale of last time, because now they can keep moving the stones um, from place to place after they've returned their original ones. Um, but yeah, so that'd be kind of fun. I think maybe I don't know. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, no, I, I'd uh, I'd be I'd a be, I'd be down with that. Down a clown son. I'll be down with that. Uh, And finally, and finally, Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, Are you ready for this one? I think so. I think I've got a take. What if Mysterio was for real? Ooh, that's a damn good take. God damn. Yeah, so he's actually from another reality. What if he actually was from an alternate (laughs) timeline? Elementals throw Spider Man into a fucking cosmic level, uh, uh, Ooh, melee, or,
0: or go real, what if on it? It plays out as is, and then a Mysterio from an alternate dimension rocks up. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so you've got the imposter and his team, like, suddenly having to answer to someone who maybe that maybe they studied and were it's aware like, of, uh... and they're like, oh. Oh shit! <laughs> like oh, oh god! What do we do? <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah. I imagine the Mysterio from the Ultimate dimension wouldn't necessarily be a hero, so you, you you could deal with them like you know the extra repercussion of it all. Um, I think mine would be what if, um, what if, what if Quentin Beck scare quotes whatever his name actually is. What if what if Quentin was a more sympathetic character and took Peter under his wing? So what if the mentor facade continues mm. and he convinces Peter to his way of thinking of like look you worship this guy but here's what he's done to the world you could you could correct them you could correct his mistakes you could help secure his legacy properly and you know still he's still manipulating him I think because he yeah. takes pity on the kid I think Peter is was- just naïve. Especially at this time that. in his if... life. Yeah, when he, when he immediately yeah. attaches himself to Beck. Like, the, the Tony parallels are so strong that he's
1: like, he totally believes in him. See, that's what I like about the Marvel Spider-Man movies is how he, he keeps attaching himself to father figures. It's almost like... <laughs> you know, he was orphaned and, and raised by his aunt and uncle. And then his uncle died when he was a teenager and he felt guilty about it. And so keeps attaching himself. Like they don't need to do the uncle Ben death again because it's in, it's baked it's, into the, it's that there version in the, of the DNA. It'd be nice. It'd be nice
0: if they nice at least mentioned love him it. by name at some point, but like, you're right. Like the uncle Ben story <sighs> is happening right under our noses throughout the entire
1: films. Well, yeah. Well, the, the implication is yeah. that it's already happened. Um, we just don't need to see it again because this is not Warner Brothers Jesus. and fucking the Waynes. Yeah. What if... You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> what if we made a Batman movie and didn't watch, show the Waynes no, movie? No, Bob Kane's estate would be on our ass like crazy. It's like the
0: one thing he had sort of some involvement in, maybe. <laughs> yeah. well, what if it's that? Bill like, Fingers estate doesn't it's care. the Terry Nation thing? Like, Bob Kane's estate are like, right, now look here. Bob... We have notes proving that Bob you do th- definitely came up with or helped come up with the origin of Batman, specifically the shot in the alley. Yeah. So, every time you make a Batman movie, you better fucking include that so that Bob can take the credit. Or we'll
1: come down there and shit no. in your cereal. No, oh, please. No. Um. That's it. All twenty-three Marvel oh films. God. What if? See, thanks for that. It was Dan. such that a great email, a great Dan. Email. That whilst we
0: were coming up with it, I made the thumbnails for the episode. So <laughs> hey! inspired by your question. So uh, enjoy, Dan, with nice. your big old knees.
1: I'm assuming you have big knees, Dan. Brilliant. Do you, do you think Dan's got, got big old knees? Knees. Uh, knees of regular size. I don't know. I I have seen no indication that they would have. Knees that are of a larger or than a size.
0: old knees, like decrepit knees.
1: No, probably not. I think Dan's probably, probably got the
0: knees. knees of an athlete, but the lower legs of a platypus. So Dan Dan's got really strong knees, probably...
1: but then like flippers. I think we should. We should probably stop speculating on the ins and outs, on the size Dan, of Dan, email in business. and tell us what your knees are like. Are they Are they strong knees? Do you have fins? Oh, God. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to uh, Chrissy's Witterings <laughs> About Knees. What if? Uh, Dan's knees? We'll see knees? you next week. Which... <laughs> oh, fucking hell. We'll see you next week here on the Big Damn Cast. As always, email bigdamcast at gmail.com or tweet us at big damn Cast. <laughs> no knees. <laughs> uh, twitch.tv forward slash big damn Stream for uh, thrice, thrice weekly, weekly streams. Uh, keep an eye on our YouTube. And as always, if you like what we do and would like to support the show and our other endeavors, such as Big Damn Love, then. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash big damn cast, and if you're in a position to, you can support us for as little as You can $1 join the Discord. You can get involved in our chat. It's pretty weird at the minute. I'm enjoying it. It's very weird. There's a lot of bitching weird. about There's the industry. Of... Who
0: the fuck is John Sim? There's a lot of.
1: <laughs> There's a lot of. Uh, well, I'm, I've still not watched it yet, but there will be my live reaction to part two of the War of the Worlds adaptation when Da-da, I finally get around to watching It's a show!
0: That. Um, it's not very good! Oh, it's, it's a show! so, <laughs> so
1: boring. I, I'm not sure I can bring myself to watch the second part of it, but I've got to because I have to know. Um. Anyways, thanks everyone. We'll get in your ear As beggars year. we are. Bye! Bye! Talk
0: about your knees! Bye! Bye!